Hello, and welcome to Scuttlebutt, the war movie review podcast. We're happy to have you with us as we take a look at films from the dawn of cinema to today. We aim to provide a raw and unapologetic review of each film's cinematography, historical accuracy, and delivery. In the process of analysis, certain details will be revealed. These spoilers are only divulged to ensure a fair assessment of each film. We take to the seas this week with Peter Weir's 2003 Napoleonic War naval epic, Master and Commander, The Far Side of the World. As always, I'm joined by Mr. Ackerman. Hello. Mr. Birch. <laughs> yeah. And Nate. We shall beat the quarters. <laughs> so guys, what'd you think? Ow, that fucking hurt. <laughs> you dipshit. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I mean, you could do that for like three, you know, little drum rolls, but damn, dude. Did a number yeah, on you. over three. The, show the threshold, you know. Bruise to show your little dick beaters. Like, what the hell? That's how you get carpal tunnel, you know. Yeah. Well, um, interestingly, uh, I think out of all four of us, I was the only one who hadn't seen this, right? Yes, I think so. Okay. Yeah, yeah I think yep. so. Um, so, yeah, I watched What'd it last think? night. Well, it wasn't nearly as long as I thought it was going to be. Um, and uh, never was, there was not a single dull moment in it. Um, and I thought it was really damn good for a you know historical fiction i thought it was really solid really good um hardcore but not like gratuitous and um i fucking i liked it yeah it was really fucking good yeah just to jump in i totally agree it's uh it's a very solid movie all around and um it's based in the Atlantic war and you know they're they're chasing a, a french frigate that's basically trying to make its way to the pacific and uh, there's a lot of really cool things that they pull into it from the early, um, you know, 19th century. And it's also based off a series of books, um, which I have yet to read that I really want to, but I'm told they're amazing. And, uh, yeah, it's just really awesome all around. And like Michael said, you know, there's no dull moments at all. It's an adventure where it's really hard to look away. It's kind of like the Big Lebowski in a way. It's like, hey, you catch it at any point, you're like, ah, well, I got to see the next scene. You know, well, cut off John. Really John how many times have we said this movie's like the Big Lebowski? I guess only one other time, but three or four times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. So many war yeah. films, they're all like the Big Lebowski. Yeah, it's a good saga. You know, it's just like oh shit. I believe you. I believe you made that joke too the first time. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's an easy joke because it's like Jesus Christ, dude. It's like Vietnam. I'm gonna jump out. You ready? No, but I know exactly what he means by that because it's like the Big Lebowski. The first time I ever watched it, I was way older than most people that had watched it were. And I was seventeen. No, it was it was it was no no. I was um, twenty or twenty one, and we were like, it was a hangover fest from Oktoberfest, right? In, in Wisconsin. So if you guys are from Wisconsin, shout out. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. We're sitting there all just like fucking defeated, and then we're like, let's just watch this film. We watch it, and that it, it's exactly that. Like you cannot take your eyes off of it because you're just like, oh, it flows, it keeps flowing, bam, 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 bam. And it keeps your attention, and it's like, oh, that's very interesting and very cool, and it's funny. But like, this wasn't funny; it was just the same kind of style of like keeping your attention. So mm-hmm. the the opening sequence, that opening battle, was just like, what the fuck's gonna happen? You know, like it's a classic yeah. example of like that. You know, um, setting the scene for the movie to really draw in the audience, and, and it's it so fucking brutal. It's so it is. Yeah, I'm just like, oh my god, you know. Uh, yep. Well, you know, Nate, I'd love to know your opinion because you're the only sailor here among us. You know, I mean, you're. I've, I've yeah. been told you're a pretty good seaman. So, uh, but he he loves he loves being a seaman. 
He really okay, does. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, Easy I'm gonna joke. Shoot past. I'm gonna shoot past this now. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I applaud you for that. So, thank you. So, uh, uh, so growing up Sticky in sticky situations. Uh, shut the fuck up and let me talk. <laughs> He's gonna cut this out anyway. Stop uh, with the no, cum jokes. No, I'm gonna leave this in after fucking Teguchi eye. Don't worry, so it's fine. Um, so I um, I grew up in Maryland, primarily on the bay. Grew up, grew up on the water mainly, and I had a in, in the area around there. It's a lot of colonial history, but it's a lot of 1812 history. And um, it's this movie is something I think that really stands out um, because of the era it is, but then also how well they've done it. And I remember when this came out and I was really into it and I, I was like 20 or no, sorry, I was 13 or 14 years old. Um, cause I think this movie came out in like Oh three. Yep, yeah. three. Yep. Yeah. And, um, I fell in love with it immediately. I saw it in the theaters. Um, I have it on Blu-ray behind me and, um, it is probably one of my favorite films of all time because of the way they've done it. And I think, there's there's a bunch of ways that this movie excels in and i think the main thing is that even though it is a fiction pure fiction it bases its fiction within history yes, not yes. Changing it's a historical history fiction f- yeah yeah not not changing the history to fit the fiction it's fiction f- warping itself around the history to make it correct um to a t yes um the the thing i have to say about this film is details there are if if you know the subject really well, you can spot out a lot of things. And for me, um, so my whole point of this is also fast forwarding to my life, uh, late teens. I interned on a bunch of historical um, ships, a s- lot smaller than this, but similar. And uh, I was good until they told me I had to climb the rigging with no harnesses, and I was like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't know if I can do that. And they're like, I'm like, why can't I use the hatch on the top of the crow's nest? They're like, no, you can't. You have to climb up and over. And I'm like, and I have to be unhooked while I do that. They're like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, no, <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. And so I, I, my, my time was very short on it. But I, I spent a lot of time um, doing living history on those boats while they were docked and doing all that stuff. I just wasn't a part of the sailing process. Um, but I have relatives who um, crew served on the bounty on the uh, the bounty before it sank. Um, a bunch of those ships. I have a lot of relatives who sing on that. So what I'm trying to say is that my family history is really ingrained with this, and this movie nails it to a T, and is very impressive of what they're able to achieve with techniques and stuff of the time, and really, really make it good. And uh, yeah, it's just mm-hmm. it's a wonderful movie, and I still love it after see. I think I've seen this probably over fifty times. It's a uh... And I still love this it's movie. It's interesting you say that about the living history because while I was watching it, um, I said uh, to my girlfriend, like, you know, because t- we've been talking all about uh, reenactment and stuff like that. And uh, and I just said... I wonder why. You know, like, but I'm like, yes. But uh, I was like, do, do they do, like, this kind of thing for, like, like reenactments and shit like that? Yeah, oh, yeah. So... Oh, the, my, my... So, my cousins... My cousin has... My, yeah, one of my second cousins... Husband literally lived on the bounty for like three years. Wow! So that was his job. Like they paid him to. How to many times be did he part. mutiny? 
Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just the once. Uh, but uh, no, he um, he he retired from that. I think about two or three years before it sank. During uh, what was it? Um, what was the what was the 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 hurricane that came up? Probably Sandy, mm-hmm. Katrina. Sandy. It, no, it, it went no, it went down in, during Sandy because it was in the northeast. It was off the uh, Roanoke. Okay, was it? I, it was one of the yeah. It yeah. was. It, and by the way, this is the reproduction of the bounty, not the real bounty. The real bounty is engraved in history. Well, then made for the for the movie with Marlon Brando. Yes, yes, yeah. And uh, I think it's also the same ship for. Uh, it used to sail up and down the East Coast. Yeah. It also was the same ship for Mel Gibson and Anthony Hopkins movie. No, oh, didn't know that. I th- I think, and I was also in SpongeBob the movie. If anyone wants to know that, so. Oh wow! Well, you know. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Now you can really dot. Now SpongeBob really lives in it. Yeah. Talk about yeah. diversity so, amongst yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. genres. Oh, yeah. yeah. I so, can feel it, Mister Krabs. <laughs> oh, God. God damn it! All right. So so so. <laughs> <laughs> Shit! Fire. Yeah, sorry, Hell sorry. Fire. So, so one, so one of the things is that if, have we all done intros? I'm sorry. I believe we, so. I, I really want to jump into it because I really love. I wonder story. why you're semen. <laughs> let me do my so, let, me, let me do my intro first, and then because okay, I, I appreciate. I didn't know if you had done. <laughs> I was actually that. gonna. I was actually going to say that I have zero sailing experience whatsoever. Right. What do you mean? You're from Wisconsin. You don't, you don't go sailing <laughs> yeah. on the Atlantic all the time. Hey, fuck sick. We've got the Great oh. Lakes. You ever heard the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to I sail through the cornfields in my Chevrolet. Sorry. The legend moves yeah. down from the Chip One Dawn, the big thing they call to get your gummy. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Okay, no, fuck that song, by the way. I hate it. But anyway. Um, Wait, no. As long as you're not in the lake in November. Well, that's very true. Like, who the fuck would go out there? But anyway, um... No, so I have, like, no, like, personal sailing experience whatsoever. And I can still tell, like, these guys are doing it the way that I've read about. And, like, they're they're climbing up, like you said, they're climbing up the fucking nets onto the masts. And whatever the hell the terminology is. like. That's how I found out I had a fear of heights. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no fucking way. My ass is going to be doing that. Splatting on the deck is a lot different than falling into the ocean. Yeah, yeah. It's like... Dude, and then these guys just go up there, and then in wind, they're like, okay, get these sails untied. I, I don't know the terminology, so please forgive me, Nate. But, like, okay. they're, like, they're fucking undoing the sails, and they're, like, putting them down when they need to be. And then they have to, like, stay up there in case the sails have to be taken up again. And it's like... What, for the, for, for, for what, what normally what happens is that you have, you have riggers, and the riggers go up, and they let the sail down, and they come back down, and then they man all the rigging on the side to pull taut the sails and all that kind of stuff. Sure. And then they go back up to pull the sail up and then fasten Right, but in, in this the, film, that's, that's what we're going to get to, because like, I want to ask you a lot of technical shit about this, because mm-hmm. I'm very fascinated by it. But, like, it's... I, I'm, I'm, I'm like... I'm like fifty percent knowledgeable yeah, you know, in a lot that, of the terms, fight. but I know. But sailor talk, I can yes. really speak. So and yeah. so these guys, but like when it was really windy and they were trying to get out of this that one storm, um, mm-hmm. the guys stayed up there, and it's like, oh my god, mm. they're like 60, 70 feet up with nothing. They're just holding onto a fucking piece of wood yep. and waiting for an order that they can barely hear, you know. And I'm like, okay. Anyway, so yep. that's the kind of shit that like puts you on your the seat's edge. You're like, holy fuck, yes. you know. And that's what these guys had to do, and they portrayed it pretty well. I thought, you know, from somebody with no experience, but like, and then just the um, the general maritime like uh, um, 
um, decorum, I guess you would call it, mm-hmm. of like respecting so and so, and you know, uh, a doctor is different than a captain, who's actually a colonel in the modern navy ranks. But like, you know, mm-hmm. it's all it's like it's like it's just okay. They get their own quarters, and then the uh, fucking all these different titles and everything. It was lieutenant, master sailor. Uh, the, there's a bunch of fucking. You know, no, there's there's a million so. different titles. Yeah. They call them ratings now in the U.S. Navy, but like. It's like there's a ton of different fucking positions and but you have to you have to have them all to work a fucking ship. Especially yes. at that point. And it was like mm-hmm. that was so fucking cool. And the fact that the, the captain of the ship was not a cunt, because he said, uh what um what did he say? He said, You don't want to be a tyrant, but or you or, or you want to be You want to show discipline, but you don't want to or it's it's some, not discipline, but you wanna you wanna be a leader, but you don't want to be a tyrant while you're doing yeah, it. Yeah, something to that amount. Yeah, and you that's like find the healthy amount of yeah because if you're a tyrant guess what you got on your hands a full-on mutiny exactly so, so yeah and it's like yeah so anyway uh first thoughts yeah it was it was just fucking fascinating how they actually showed that and it was really never a dull moment even when the moments were supposed to be dull they weren't like the doldrums which is oh sorry that's 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 the that's the phase of no wind and you're in and you're oh, yeah, in no wind and it's no, no, no! In the middle of the movie, when uh, the lieutenant kills himself because it's the yeah. curse of yeah. like you know the whole he lost sun and mind. no wind. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sun, sun, no wind. That's that's the doldrums. There's there's no wind, and so that was so a you pun can't on move. The, well, there's no sail. Yeah, right. There's, so. there's no there's no wind to push the sa- to to fill. There's no wind to fill the sails to make the boat. It's, move. There's oh, no, oh, oh, th- there's no mechanism. There's no oh, mechanical. Jesus. Yeah, movement. let's get let's get to that. It's in a all bit sailing. That makes sense now. Like you're saying that because I did I didn't I didn't even comprehend that in my brain. Yeah, yeah. So so okay, so okay, okay. so so I'm I'm real okay. Sometimes boat go nowhere. <laughs> You look. You're a boy. You're a boy from Wisconsin. It's okay. I forgive you. It's fine. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, like, it's it's very interesting because, like, um, and I'll just jump into to some of the things that I that really speak to me in this film. It's like you know, the 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 first moment of the engagement is um, is is you know, f- hiding within the elements. You know, you're in a. I think the thing that really shows in the very first beginning, it's like it really does kind of elaborate that you are on a island quintessentially an mm-hmm. island that can be sunk that can be destroyed that that is constantly uh you know against the elements the water Everything. is not your is not your friend the weather is yeah. not your friend and the fr- other ships that you are hunting and or being hunted are not your friend so it's it's very much within the first moment of the film it's like I think they do a very fantastic job of key tactical ways of taking, of engaging and disengaging an enemy. I think it's a phenomenal first battle of the whole thing. Yeah, and it's, yeah. A, a lot of that stuff is not very much shown in other other movies of the time yep. of, of of the similar um, time period. And so it's very interesting to see how they were able to do that. And there's there's a bunch of um, so because I love this movie so much, I actually did some homework and, um, I, I, I kind of wanted to launch into it just a little bit, but, um, yeah. it's, it's very interesting. Like the tactics that if we want to go into tactics off of, um, off of, you know, this, this whole movie, it's like this, this whole tale is fiction, but these characters are pulled from actual history. Mm-hmm. 
And the really cool thing about some of the history is that, you know, the, uh, what's the, what's the, what's the, the enemy, the French ship called? Um, Akron or something? Yeah. The, uh, the Agrodon or Akron or, I don't know. It's one of the, the, the French evil Jamie, ship. Jamie, so, pull it up. Jamie, so, pull so, it up. So, so, so the French evil ship is, is based off of actually, um, cause they talked about how then within that first engagement that when they were shooting her with, uh, I think it was. 18 pounders Mm -hmm. that that they had 20 i think uh his gun his ship apparently had like 29 and the and the other the enemy ship has has double that yeah almost double that so they're firing at the ship and they're saying like you know our our stuff can't penetrate you know the hull it's It's just just not penetrating the iron yeah well there was well there was another there's there's actually a reason historical reason for that so uh, I they they based the Akronon is that the, I think that was a ship. Yeah. They based yeah, it off like that. Akron or a- Akron, yeah. yeah. They 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 based it off of a real ship because around the same time there was a ship which is actually based off an American ship, the U.S. Constitution, mm-hmm. and the U.S. Constitution was made out of three different woods. Mm. Or, sorry, two different two different woods, three layers in the hall. So you have a white oak, uh, uh, live oak, and white oak again. Bounces most. Yeah, most ships of the time were all white oak from from European uh from European, you know, mm-hmm. log loggeries or loggeries, fuck. Logging logging, there we go. Yeah. And the, the and so forestry, thank you, yeah. So so when so the the thing they interpret it really well is that A, their their cannonballs were not hitting the hull, which is why they go do a layer tactic later. And you uh, and the reason why they also show that their cannibals are going through the um, our our main our main people's ship. I can't remember the ship's name. I'm I'm fucking all that up. But that the main ship are the the ship surprise, the characters are on. Yeah. Is it surprise? Yes. I wanted to say it's speedy because I thought you were. A, I wanted to say I thought you were a big fan of this movie. Speed, you know. I, I yeah. am, but I can't. I've I seen can't it 57 recall. times. What ship are they on? It's okay. <laughs> I can't remember the names. You fuckwit. Just <laughs> surprise. Jesus. <sighs> so I, cause I'm, cause I'm, I'm hesitating because I'm remembering the real fucking names oh, okay. of the real events, and so I'm hesitating because I don't want to fuck it up, and I'm fucking it up. So thank you, Brian. So my, my point is, is that Nate, Nate, I got your ass tonight. I'm gonna defend you. So, so, so in the beginning of the first battle, they show heavy damage of fragmentation. Not just cannonballs, yeah. but fragmentation yep. injuries. That is a huge fucking thing that people don't really show. I mean, they show it to for the most part, but this movie really showed it. And it is something that is really, really incredible to see in this moment because the reason why is that when white, mainly with the white oak, when cannonballs hit white oak hulls, they shatter. They fragment. They just split. But with, with this live oak layering in between, it bounced. And the only weak points of the ship in that sense to cannonballs until they got better technology, was hitting it in the stern and taking out the mass, mm-hmm. which is what they employ later in the film. Brian, go ahead. I just wanted to comment quickly that I don't, people don't really realize how important good lumber and trees and forests are at this point in history. You know, most of Europe had been just farmed out of good trees and clear you know, cut, yeah. tall trees, clear cut of everything. Yeah, so that's why when they found the Americas, it was so important for the English and the other European empires to have a stake on the East Coast and more inland because it was a very good source of old growth trees. Um, And basically, you know, after the Seven Years' War in the uh, 1750s and early 1760s, you know, Britain had to rebuild their navy 
and they're like, oh my God, we have to rebuild the Navy. Where do we get our trees? Oh, look at these colonies. Oh, look, they're not paying our taxes. Oh, well, time for them to pay their due. And just wanted to comment that, like, you know, that had a very big um, part to play in the American Revolution. Literally, you know, the old growth trees and the access to them for the Royal Navy and things. So, you know, this is just 30 years after the American Revolution. And you have all these, you know, things going on where these new technologies of, you know, taking different types of lumber and putting them together. And I know this time, too, um, they also were playing with iron plates like on ships and stuff and that would you know obviously become a thing in the civil war with steam power and it's a different conversation to have but it's a very interesting part of you know naval history and even the one guy comments um you know oh this is such an amazing time to be alive technology's changing so much and it really was the 18 teens you know it's also very interesting to see how they try to take this fictional friendship and base it off of the constitution, but then also say, Oh, it was built in the Americas. Yeah. Outside of Boston. During the it was built in Boston. Yeah, yeah. Which, which I don't know. Who knows? Maybe. Like maybe, maybe they just had but to the pay live... out the ass for it, but like, right. Who knows? But, but the, but the live Oak theory would make sense because mm-hmm. most of live Oak is within the Eastern Southeast. Southeast. Well, the constitution there. is still in Boston. Yes, it is. It's the oldest, work i think it's the oldest have you been no i've never been i know I've, you've been i been i have the con- cool. i have the i have the constellation here in baltimore what's, but i don't i don't, i've never seen the constitution what's the span am ship in um philadelphia no, it's off uh, i don't know i actually don't know i forget it but anyway there's, um, there's some really cool warships on the east coast that's where we're seeing yeah, yeah. And, uh, the, the um the two survivors the, the uh what was the other thing i wanted to say um, the whole, um, the, the other things I wanted to say was that the, the whole, uh, the tactics that they were showing off that, you know, Aubrey was, you know, showcasing, you know, deception, um, mm-hmm. putting stuff in the water with lanterns, like that's all real. Like that's all from, um, I think mainly that's from a couple of people, but mainly I think from, uh, oh God, what's his name? Thomas Cochran, I think. I think Thomas Cochran was, um, I think, the guy they based it off. The, I, I, I went on a deep dive a few years ago. There's a great channel called History Buffs, if anyone's um, seen I, So him. I've seen his I've seen his take yeah. on this film. A lot, a lot of my knowledge from this comes from verifying stuff. Yeah, it was like four years ago, but like he, um, yeah. he even said, and he's very critical, and he even said yeah. this is very fucking historically accurate, even though it's a historic fiction. Yes, yes. And and and, yeah. and and I and I do agree with that. It, again, it's the hidden details and me being a history a history guy and a naval guy, you know, be having a huge interest in historic ships. It shows well like there's a great comparison to like movies like The Bounty or uh there's another one. So it, Midway, it doesn't you know, sh- Midway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It does it doesn't show the level of detail in this film that that film does right. like like there like every time the ship goes from bow to stern in a pan there there's always someone doing something different it's never the same thing it's not yeah. the same people doing the rows there's always activity and the activity always changes and it's very interesting and the thing that they really do hone in on are the characters that you get to know and all their skills that they actually are doing like for example uh, i can't remember the guy's name started with an n he was a carpenter carpenter's mate and he was the guy who 
pissed, uh, who got punished for sh- uh, shoulder checking the yep, left yep, 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 yep. He, through the whole movie, is constantly doing woodwork during the repair because he's a carpenter's mate. Yeah, he's so in charge of yep. repairing the ship for mm-hmm. damage. Still, like the whole thing, he's working on the the masthead, or not on the masthead. Sorry, the I think yeah, that is what it's called. Yeah, masthead. The 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 figure on the ship on the bow of the ship. Yes, and so front. that yep. and so yeah, so he's constantly reworking and painting that, and that, and those are those 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 things. So it's 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 very interesting to always see the detail. Like when they went so far south that they were hitting snow. You could see guys throwing snowballs. Yeah, like that. that I mean, yeah. that's just little touches like that that are just so in, in unique. And then I loved the line of um, oh, I can't remember his name, but the doctor, where he's like, "I'm sure something nautical and lively happened," and he's like, "Yes, we turned north." Like that was what I was expecting to have to like explain half this movie. To, <laughs> like, you know, like something happens. Brian, go ahead. So the only thing that's kind of like it, and only because it's in the same era, is the admiral. Which came out a few years ago. It's a Dutch Which, film. Which uh, I don't. I haven't seen that. So yeah. and it's interesting, but it's very broad when it talks about battles and stuff, and they're very yeah. big and ever encompassing. So like you get a very big scale of it. You don't get this very singular version of combat, you know. And on a a very broad scale, there's not many good, um, you know, naval films out there. Naval war films, to be totally honest. There's a lot of them, but there's not a lot of good ones. Um, das Boot obviously comes to mind. Um, yeah. you know, probably sets the standard very high for World War II films. That's probably the best World War II naval film. Greyhound is interesting. I've never um, seen that. I, I, I want to see it again before I want to. I'd like to talk about it, but it's it's got some interesting scenes. Um, the original Midway's classically been you know very high in the list of a very good film. Not not the new piece of shit. Um, the Kane Mutiny is great as well. You know, again, these very singular things of, of showing like a crew or a ship um, in peril and going through things. Well, but um, and similar to this, even though this isn't necessarily a war thing, um, it's explorer thing of the the terror also, which was a, is a recent. Oh, thing. Yeah. that series, mm-hmm. yeah, that was that's very that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yep, based off you know, kind of original events. So really Let quick, there hands. <laughs> one of the, one of the details that I noticed that I've not seen in another like film from this era because they probably just didn't have time is like when they're teaching the young lieutenants the sextant the, sec- the sextant stuff and they've yeah. got like multiple it's not just one it's not like just one because it was a pretty common tool right so mm-hmm. they would have yeah. they would have had multiple of them but like they're all teaching them like okay look at the sun or look at where it should be you know and then you're going to base this off of this and this and they're like giving a very brief very brief but yet succinct kind of explanation on how that thing was used to navigate at that time, most of the most of the officer they would start as kids and they would work their way up. I mean, right. like you were hearing about Aubrey with with being with um, Nelson, uh, uh, Nelson. Thank you. Yep. And 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 that's the very interesting. Were thing you with Trafalgar? <laughs> they had to start early to work their way up, and it's it's they were it's it's very much a career of learn by doing. Otherwise, you don't. Yeah, I mean, survive with very sailing, long. with sailing, you 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 can't really just. Have somebody sit down in the class and do that. You have to learn by doing as experience. Yeah. Yep. Uh, as my experience being part of that, but like yep. it, it is. Uh, I can't be is... a remote sailor. What are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> I'll just interject this. But no, I mean, of all those films I had mentioned, you know, this is really, I think, the best one when it comes to naval films, just because it's so personal. It's such a good story. It's so adventurous, you know, and it just. You get into any part of it, it's just so hard not to see what's going to happen next. The one thing that I had seen. Uh, that I don't think I've really ever seen in any other movie. 
is the process of pulling the cabin doors down for uh, for uh, to arms and to get for battle stations. I have never seen that in a film. That was a real thing that happened where they would remove the cabin doors and the cabin areas to 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 cause less fragmentation and, oh. and impedance. Because the stern, if they were to fire into the stern, that's yeah. the back of the captain's corner. All the walls go down. And I hadn't seen oh, that. Shit. And, they, and I thought it was, when I first had seen that back in the early aughts, I thought that was like a cool like camera trick to show like, oh, the cabin dissolves and then you're in the crew. No, that's a real thing. They pulled down the walls every time and they put the walls back up hmm. because that's how the cabin get. that's how the captain has his privacy. Now, not every, I, I've never really seen another movie do that or a TV show do that. There's always like a section wall partition that is non-movable, but this is probably because it's the class of ship that's most likely the reason why they're doing that. Um, and, 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 and I think most other movies have bigger ships. So they, there's no need for that. I think it's the style of ship that's the reason why they have that that uh, uh, that that thing. But those walls are taken down and put back up. If you see it in the movie, there's a couple of scenes where now they're that showing you mention it. Yeah. pick like like when they go to dinner after they did the mm-hmm. the firing mm-hmm. class or the firing class. Fuck, the, I'm the, fumbling on my words. Yeah, the no. drill, yeah, the drill with the yeah. fucking cannons. There we yeah. go. Is that they were putting on the walls back up. And then, and then during battle stations on the first for the beat the quarters on the first time, they pulled them down. I literally, I saw it. I just didn't register like why they yeah. would do that. And it was just, a, it's a very interesting detail. And again, it's details in this movie that just ring, and it's just so cool. And it's just everything, even Gal- even 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 a doctor running from one end of, of the Galapagos to another. It's still riveting and engaging, mm. and I still love it. Yeah, so. open yeah. the cages. That is yeah. interesting. Uh, <laughs> that's so sad. Like I was so sad with it. But yeah, go ahead, Mike. No, I was just saying that that is interesting. I didn't think about that, that that's that would be the case. But it makes sense. You know, it's like, oh, this is gonna be a you know fragmentation nightmare if we need <laughs> leave all these things up. Oh yeah. The less spawn I mean, we have right. in, in a fight. And the, that's the better, mainly what kills you know? people, not the cannonballs, you yeah, know. So, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, because like the the kid, the uh the lieutenant, the, the kid mm-hmm. at the beginning in the first battle, that's what he his gets, arm. Yeah. You know, he gets he gets a splinter in there and his arm's gone because mm-hmm. it was going to get infected and bam, we got to take it off. The medical technology at that point was just not great, but like, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, that's why. And it, it, that's why if you, if you read, um, injuries, not sustained in service. No. <laughs> <laughs> right. We, we cannot find any correlation to your service versus your injuries, but, um, no, it's like you read like, you know, old sailors, just, you know, civilian or military. They were like, yeah, anytime, like we were in a storm or anything, like, shit would just break and like wood would just fly everywhere. And it was like, that was the biggest threat. It wasn't the cannonballs themselves. It was the shit that they fucking caused to like spew out. Or if you hit a fucking huge wave and then bam, it breaks part of your fucking your deck. And then all that woods flying at you. Well, that, well, that, well, I'll counter that. That that has to have a that has to be a really big fucking wave. Well, no, but like I'll just if, say. if you read about like uh like um just like um people that weren't in the military like just sailors like just uh, cargo ships back in the day. Rogue waves are very rare. <laughs> I know, but like they would say we got hit with a wave and like we got all these people that were hurt and we couldn't we didn't have enough people to, mo- to man mo- the fucking ship. Mo- I I would I would say maybe maybe 
bludgeoning and or throwing like being thrown around possibly well and that's also like, their, their like accounts like, too. It's like like yeah 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 like like true. like like brian said that is rare oh yeah i'm not yep. saying it's bullshit but that is, that is very rare it's have you ever ran into a rogue wave nathan no uh good i've been in some fucking heinous weather though heinous weather from saint martin to saint thomas uh 25 foot waves oof was that you when know, you were how big of a boat? How big of a boat? Uh, forty. Mm. Uh, forty foot boat. That's that's a fucking. That's a canoe. 42, basically. 40, 40, 42 foot. That's boat. a canoe yeah, in was, the ocean. At that it point. was. Yeah. It was. I went from. <laughs> I flew. I was. I flew from Maryland. You have a vomit on your vomit. I flew from Maryland to St. Thomas, and flew from, flew from St. Thomas to St. Martin, then got in a dinghy, spent the night, and then immediately was sailing. Back to St. Thomas from St. Martin, or vice versa. It's been fucking 20 years. And uh, I had no time on the ground, and I immediately was thrown into a cabin. I was 12 years old. Thrown into a cabin and was violently ill in 25-foot 20 20 waves for 24 to 48 hours. <clears throat> wow. And then that morning after, I'm on the deck waiting to, like, I'm trying to, like, just trying to get ungreen. You know, just I'm vomiting all day and I get hit in the face by a fucking flying fish. <laughs> oh, yeah. Insult to injury. <laughs> I got I got fish slapped so hard by this fu- these these stupid little fucking fl- they're called flying fish. And they literally have their fish with like giant fins. And they look like birds and they jump out. Of the, they jump out of the, out of the fucking yeah, water. Life of well, they kept jumping. Yeah, and then they fucking one hit me and cock slapped me in the face, and it's just like, God damn it! Like, <laughs> what the fuck am I doing with my that life? Is... You know, like, wow. Like, I could be playing Age of Empires too. It just came out. Nathan, it's because you're a gay fish. It's because I'm a gay fish. I like fish sticks. Yeah, um, that was another anyway. detail. Not that we're on that topic. That was another detail that I liked. Is like these very experienced sailors, most of them. Well, cut off your Johnson. When they, yeah, when they're when they're in the fucking the actual big storm, like when they're chasing the. They're trying to chase the friendship. See, and that, and that, and that's the only thing I would argue is that a real captain, not Hollywood story driven, well, would not have pushed that hard around the horn. Let, in that let, sense let's to talk. Chase about, him. Let's talk about that in a second. But, but like, that's the only so thing. The I detail can is that. these guys when they're in those gales and they're just fucking just yeah. whatever. These experienced guys are puking. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, you know, and it's like there's nothing you can do. You're going to be fucking sick no matter how much you've been on the sea or whatever. Now, that, okay, let's segue into that because I, I agree with the same thing as I'm like, hmm, as a tactician, you'd be thinking, why the fuck am I going to go after this ship in these insanely disgusting waves? It's like, yeah, so. Again, it's 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 like what we would call Hollywoodisms within our own realm of But you don't think, you don't think anybody would have ever done that just because they were like, so fucking sad. I don't think any logical sane cat, sane captain, would risk his ship to do that. Okay, Th- that's um, fair. That's fair. What if you really however, didn't like the French? However, if you really exactly what I was about to say, if, unless you really, really don't like the French and you have a personal vendetta and you have an ego, the you know a huge ego, you could. But most captains that did that, that like wrecked. And never died heard from again. Yeah. Well, he like, he lost the, a mast the, and then fucking lost a, a sailor. Well, that, that's the one cool thing about the, 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 the whole thing with the mask going over and it acting mm-hmm. like a sea anchor. That's 100% true. I mean, the moment a mask goes down, you have to... 
yeah, on a ship fucked. that big. Yeah. Unless you can pull it up, which you can't in that weather, you got to cut it. Well, how are you going to repair it? How are you going to repair it? Like, uh, they have ways, but 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 the, the the problem is is pulling that up without pulling the whole ship down. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know if a mass that big would actually do that, but in those waves, it takes one bad swell for your boat not to keel the right correct way to have a, a wave swamp right. and you're under the right. water line and then you're gone. But I mean, it's it's it is a real thing, you know. It's so so thing. with that with that whole decision he made to go after that ship in those swells and. I wouldn't say that's logical of the time because any sane, experienced captain wouldn't have. Would done just that. disengage but and just be like, "Let's ride this out. We got to let's we got ride our own this problems. out. Let's go, or let's or let's not tack as hard, or let's not have the sails all the way out." Like, there's a lot of ways mm-hmm. you can counter that whole situation. Now, again, I think that's Hollywoodism, but you know, it's, it's yeah, it was. It's such a small slight, right? That's it's thing like, is like, it's, but, it's such a small thing to pick from. But here's but the like, thing is like, it's not out of yeah. the realm of possibility that you would get a, a captain. That's that kind of fucking just retarded that like, I mean the same kind of decisions. Most captains that did that were, <laughs> they weren't captains very long. Right. Yeah. They'd be wrecked. Yeah. Like you just said, like the, the, it'd be wrecked. He happened to not get wrecked. But like, I mean the same kind of stupid fucking decisions like that are still made by all militaries all around the world today. Yeah. You know, like Army, Navy, you name it. Yeah, like, it's the same thing. It's yeah. like, so it's not their own possibility. Would it be likely for this guy? Yeah. Brian, Brian go ahead. Uh, there was like a Halsey's Typhoon during the Second World War, which was this very big typhoon, December of 1944, I believe. Uh, or it was late 44, early 45. But long story short, uh, one of the fleets that um, Halsey had commanded of went through this huge typhoon in the South Pacific. And they ended up losing a few older destroyers. And, uh, you know, it was a pretty bad incident and stuff. But, you know, they knew better and they could have avoided it and everything. But they ended up just, you know, going into this typhoon. So you can have experienced commanders do stupid things. Yeah. You know, everybody fucks up eventually. Yep. Even when you don't expect it, you're like, this guy's got a great record, great fucking leader. And then they make one wrong turn and it's like, fuck, will that just cost how many lives? You Not know? one bomb will fall on Berlin. <laughs> I think I think the, the the way they counter that in the movie I think is not bad though where you know talking about how you know the lives lost in battle are normally the easiest yes. because there's a reason and all that kind of stuff and I think that does show kind of like okay I got to tailor it back I got to do all this stuff to not be Reckless. I think it does a really good job of tempering maybe the fact that he pushed too hard in that circumstance. And he knew again, that. He knew yeah, that. Again, again, it's such a small thing, but that would right. be the thing I'd only counter that would be kind of like, eh, a captain of that experience would know not to at least try to push it that hard. The 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 really cool part about that, it's like the again, details is you know, showing the boat the boat level going down. You know, the water oh, level of the boat yeah. going down. The guys cranking on that pump. You know, like things of that nature where it's like you just don't see things like that that often in that detail and that design and that layout. And again, it's like there's just really, really, really cool things. Yep. Mike, if we're talking about some of the technical, uh, you know, details and everything like that, I wanted to ask because um, we, we always give artillery and stuff shit like how it looks fake in mo- most movies and everything like that. What would you what mm-hmm. do you think about the? The way the cannons looked in this. Oh, dude, they're fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah, the really cool, th- the really cool thing I love, of, the really, really, really fucking cool thing I love about it is that in the very beginning of the film, 
you see the names of each. Yeah, written on them. Yeah. Which is just such a cool little neat touch because it really did happen. And that that is, they did a really good job. And the really cool thing I love about them is that they show the flintlock system in these cannons at this point. Which before used to be fuse. You know, the things you always see where Revolutionary War where you see fuses being lit or powder being lit with the drop. But at this point, they have the the flintlock mechanism. Yeah, and with that, yeah. when they actually cannons. board the French ship at the end, they go douse the fucking the water guns. On it. I love and, that. But yeah, because then the flint's not going to fucking strike. Yeah. And if it does, well, the powder's wet, so it's not. Gonna that's what I mean. Like even if the flint yeah. does strike, it's there's nothing. Nothing's going to happen. One guy put his hand then, in front of the flint. He did. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, Jesus. Yeah, I thought that was a little gaudy, but yeah, yeah, like yeah. It, it. Like I love but the yeah, no, like it's. It, it is, it is again, devil in the details, and it does a really good job. Mm, yes. And uh, I've heard, because usually when I see cannons fire in movies, I mean, it's like, and it kind of like rolls back a little. I um, No, mm-hmm. those shoot back. Right, yeah. I saw a video where a guy was talking about, uh, a naval expert um, was talking about it, and he's like, that, that's, that's not nearly violent enough. Like, there's a reason why they have no. ropes on those things that are connected to the hole. Mm-hmm. If It has to have an equal reaction. Mm-hmm. So it's like that's why Thank you, you, Mr. Newton. Yeah, you're welcome. You have <laughs> oh, to Jesus. have, you have to have, you know. That's why they lock them down, and they, why you have so much space between each side of the cans, and that's also why the cannon, cannons, to my knowledge, I believe are, are, um, and I'm sure I might be wrong, but I believe they're stagnated on either either side. So where there's a gap in one, the other side fills it. So you have that kind of like that launching back and forth. So you don't want two cannons right. doing that, hitting, like each, hitting each, other, each other on yeah, the recoil. Now, having both sides engaged like that is almost never going to happen. Unless you're completely fucked. Unless you're completely fucked. And yeah. even then, you only have enough gun crews to man one side at a time. That, that's what I also like them showing is they'd fire one side, they would maneuver around, and then get the other side, you know, so they give, they give the crew enough time to, like, get over to the other side, prep the fucking cannons, and then bam. All right. Tactically, tactically, again, the thing the, this film does really well is tactically, it just shows everything. Yes. Yep. It doesn't have to explain it. It just shows it. And it's just right. like. Well, that does explain it, though. N- yeah, but there's a difference between, like, jump cutting to something else and not explaining True. it. Where every True. phase of the battle is announced. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Like, like. Like, like, like you, you can follow it along as it goes. Like, there's no like, what the fuck is happening right but th- here? This is how yeah. I, this is how I learn yeah. though. Like, this is how I learn is just by showing how it was done. This is why I like reenacting if it's done right. You know, won't go on a tangent about that. But like, it's like because if you show how it was actually done, I find it easier my, myself to just learn. Oh shit! So they would swing this entire fucking mass around very quickly. I mean, it'd take probably about 30, 40 seconds at the fastest, but they could do it. And then the gun crews go over to the other side of the ship. Yep. And then they prep the cannons there and then they're given the order to fire when it's it de- necessary. It depends on the momentum of the ship and how fast you're turning and how fast you're tacking. Cause you also have to worry about the, it, well, and that's the thing with, with a sail ship. It's like, you don't fucking yeah. know. Well, you you also have to worry about the wind and you can't control yep. where you point, but the whole point about this film is that they always are saying like they need to be in they need to be in um uh what was the word that they kept using? I'm a sailor and I should fucking know it. But they need to be they need they need to have the wind behind them. 
Mm-hmm. Like that—that's a good place yes. to be because yep. someone someone to tack up into the wind. They can't do that. You cannot remove. Your, you cannot take your ship and pivot. Like you can't just turn. It's not like a car. You can't turn around and come at the guy the other way. You have to have the wind either to your to, on your sides or fully behind you. You cannot tack straight into a wind. Right, and then, you, you'll, you'll stall. You'll stall. You'll be dead in the water. And that's why you've and got so, you've like, got the, the cannon thing. crew, the, the the gun crew. You've got the rigging mm-hmm. crew, and you've got the fucking steering slash like the captain that all have to be on the exact same fucking page at the same well, fucking time. Well you have well you have the captain, then you also have the helmsman. The helmsman has to listen to the captain. Who's all he's also Cap- barking on orders and shit. It's like they all well, have the hel- the helm the helmsman only listens to the captain. No 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 but like uh so, not the helmsman. The um the what the the fucking um what's the second guy in command of a of a ship at that point? Uh it wouldn't be lieutenant, it would be uh uh, fuck! They said I it. I can't remember. They said it in the film. I can't remember. Or something might be the master sales. Master Whatever, sales. But like everybody has to be on the exact I same goddamn page within a couple seconds of each other. Yes, because you can be immediately overwhelmed. Uh, like that, that. That's what's so impressive about this kind of like showing it is like, well, yeah, they did it, kind of, and but it's like, dude, you literally have, to have like. 60 fucking guys on the exact same page at the exact same time during a really stressful situation where seconds matter. Mm-hmm. Like half seconds matter in order to fucking fire a fucking volley off this side of the ship or to, to, to maneuver this way. Oh, the wind. Okay, fuck. The wind just shifted. Fuck. Um, how do we... Okay, adjust this. All right, adjust sails. Bam. Or or they fucking shot out our rudder. What do we do? Oh, there you go. It's like so. It's very impressive, which is what they did in the first skirmish. So, and they yeah. they they showed it in the film, but they didn't. Yeah. So okay, let's let's just unpack that a bit. So they showed it. They didn't explain it, but like I'm explaining it now of like how many fucking people have to be on their, not just on their game, on their best fucking game. Yeah. You know, like their best fucking game, or you're gonna die. A very slow and painful death. It's very, it's like, again, it's very interesting to like, you know, be dead in the water. What do you do? You tow, you tow, <laughs> you tow it with your, with your, with your, you know, with your longboats, and you pull it into the fog. That's an immense amount of that. That that can actually, you can do that. Absolutely, what they did was not impossible. The fact that they had fog is the only reason why they're able to get away. Otherwise, you're just uh, dead. He, he mentioned that. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Like there's there's just a bunch of just things that just work like just they do really well anyway i'm i i also wanted to jump into um real quick because i had done the research and then i compared it with some of the history bus guide and i remembered this this battle but i wasn't um i didn't remember the numbers and i looked at his video and i found the numbers but i'll just um go into this and i'll let it go um but the uh the cool thing is that you know like i said before like thomas cochran had he used these tactics. A lot of these tactics are pulled from his experience. So a lot of Jack Jack um, Aubrey's characters based off of Thomas Cochran. And so a lot of the really cool thing about it is that Cochran's kind of demonized by some form of leadership. They wanted him out. So they kind of gave him the shitty little boat. And they're like, good luck. You're going to just fade into obscurity. And what he did was he took this boat and he just wrecked havoc on on a, a bunch of ships and the way he used it was i believe it was a uh it was called the hms speedy and it was a i believe it's actually called a speedy class brig 
and it is a smaller ship. It's like really, really just tiny in comparison to the massive ships. It only had a crew of 54 and had 14 guns. And it was so, it was one of the smallest ones, but it could go fast. It could stay low to the water and be fast. And so what he did is use it to his advantage. And there's a really good, the way, what they did with this, uh, with this last um, encounter, with the last battle, is based off of this battle mainly. And it's about his deception of pulling in a, uh, I think it's a Spanish ship, which is called, and I think it was called the El Gambo. And it was a, it was a Zenit, or was Zenit, Zebec. It was a Zebec frigate. It had uh, had a crew of three hundred nineteen and thirty two guns. So massive in comparison to it, and uh, because um, Speedy was so low to the ground, or so sorry, low to the ground, fuck, low to the water, uh, and it was so fast. He, he, but it was so vulnerable to cannons. He used the he had a bunch. I think he he didn't use like a whaler, but he used like some kind of merchant uh, flag. And then th- when they got closer, threw up an American flag, which confused the hell out of them. And then he threw up the British flag. And at the last moment, they didn't know what to do. And because he had gotten so close, the guns of El Gambo couldn't pivot. They couldn't deflate down enough because he was so close and he was so low to the water. They couldn't shoot down on him. They could only shoot above him. Or, and they couldn't uh, aim down. So he used that to just wreck into their sides constantly, go around them, get close enough to them just to pretty much like hip fire the him with hip fire the boat with cannons. And then every time they would try to board him, he would just move away. And then he would just keep shooting as he moved away. And then he would just close the gap again so they couldn't, uh, they couldn't bring the cannons down to fire at him. And he did that so long. Uh, they started getting so battered and so confused that he then boarded. And then when he boarded, he took out, I think he ki- they killed the captain halfway through that on the boarding. And then what they did was they raised up a false white flag on the ship, which caused the remainder of the crew to surrender. And by the time they realized that was a false flag, they gave up, they had already given up the ship. And I think it was, uh, this is the number I had to look up. This the Speedy only got only had three losses and nine wounded. And El Gamo had fourteen losses, forty-one wounded, Oof. and two hundred and sixty-one captured. Damn. And the ship taken. Right. So that's where this this last battle of of Jack Aubrey is based off of this skirmish. And it's very interesting to see and and compare it to because it really is the same. Except for the captain being a a fake doctor in the back but you know it's it's close enough um but yeah that was kind of um my my what i knew and then also backing up with some of of history bus knowledge which everyone should go check that out that is a great episode yeah yeah um but that's about the most of the actual history of the of those conflicts that i actually think that that people have pretty much demised that is those that it is uh, those those skirmishes. So, Brian, you look bored as hell. No, not at all. It's it's very <laughs> cool to hear the real history behind it, you know. And mm-hmm. um, actually, I'm looking into. I just found a bunch of deleted scenes from the actual. Film yeah, those are real. Those scenes, are really cool so. too. It's yeah. mostly like ship's life and stuff, but it's interesting, you know. And it's funny to to see what they cut out of films because a lot of times, like Fury and stuff, they cut out the heart. Um, but you know, in this case, 
it's interesting. You know, they, they really just seem to cut out a lot of the fat. I mean, they're good scenes, but it's nothing like groundbreaking or like, oh, fuck. Let me, uh, let me ask, is there any deleted scene that explains his wounded ear? Because uh, I noticed his earlobe was fucked up. What side of his head? It's on the, the his left side. One guy has a tattoo that slowly gets bigger and bigger throughout the deleted scenes. <laughs> so I never like, noticed progression. That's pretty cool. But uh, no, I noticed that with like when he like it's like a close up of him. His earlobe is like fucked up. It's mm-hmm. it's all and is that Russell Crowe's character? Yeah, Russell Crowe. I don't remember. Yeah, there's one of him so. swimming here, and his ears all fucked up. It's because when he was on Guelcon or Bougainville. 1943, you know, he was in a swamp, and all these Japanese soldiers attacked him. By the way, just an aside, um, Russell Crowe fucking killed that role. Yeah, he's great in it. Like, it was... South Park was making fun of him fighting around the world and getting drunk and everything, but no, he's great. No, he was, like, fucking... He wasn't over the top. He was um, a gentleman, you know, an officer in the British Navy, and a guy that had been there and done that, like... Knew his shit and like it was. It was just really cool to see him in that role. Like it was, dude. That hand to hand combat is so well done. It's really fucking the boarding. The boarding party. I mean, God, it's so great, dude. That it. shit. That shit's fucking you, insane. Like, did you see yeah. the guys who had literally flintlock pistols yes. tied with the line, dangling down, and they yeah. literally were just because it all. It's easier just to shoot. Throw it away, grab another one, shoot, and they were pick. And what the thing was, they would do, they'd pick them off the deck and take them with them. So as they, uh, they had them when they boarded, but then they would also would pick up ones for off the floor, off the deck from French and carry those as well. And, and you just go in and you just keep, you know, yeah, I clearing, mean, it, clearing it, the deck. Yeah, you got, it's... you got to clear ship top to bottom because if you don't, you have saboteurs that can hide and. Well, and, that, and then I like how it, it progressed. Like that, that whole like final boarding scene was like fucking. You want to get a hard on for fucking adrenaline? There you go. Yeah. Because it's like, you don't know who's going to fucking win there. No. <laughs> you know? The Spanish. No. <laughs> the yeah. Spanish. But like the, the showcase of weaponry through the whole thing, like the fucking cannonballs, the, the mortar balls, and, and, and the fucking blunderbusses and spears and well, cause pe- pistols. Because people associate like, like the, 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 like, uh, the, the pistols around like your neck on a thing. They associate it with the pirates, you know? The mm-hmm. time. That's all that's really out there is, oh, the pirates would carry a bunch of guns. Blackbeard. Like, yeah. Where the fuck did yeah. they learn that from? Yeah. <laughs> where the, a lot of these guys were, were former sailors or sailors that deserted. Yeah. And they'd be like, yeah, this is what we do when we board a ship. I you mean, know? it makes total sense. There's no fucking way you're reloading one of those. No, it's you get the most firepower as quickly as possible onto that fucking boat. People don't realize how hand, how the boarding parties are. Like, they think... I feel I feel like people have this kind of like civilized look of that era still of yeah. how like in in some movies it's kind of like oh he got hit with a sword no he got shot and all that stuff like no like guys are getting hacked to pieces with fucking boarding axes and fucking blunderbusses blown to hat like blown yep. to pieces grape shot like Swivel gun. I mean, there's there's also cannons, mm-hmm. but there's all swivel guns on the swivel deck guns. across. Yep. that are just shooting loads of grape shot that are just ex- just tearing people He's, in half. And I, I mean, I saw a lot of that more than the the. I mean, not uh, maybe more than, but I noticed that. I was like, oh yeah. shit, where you see like the multiple, yeah, uh, you know, hits at once. Yeah. Well, like the, the the thing that's interesting is that I thought watching this again, I realized they were just shooting ball into the mast and stuff to take it down. For some reason, I thought 
they were using chain balls, but they're not. They're using but they're not, own balls. They probably just didn't have them. Right. You know. Uh, again, I but, also don't know when chain balls became. That might be a later. No, they were around that. They were around. Thing. They were around way earlier than that. They just probably didn't have them. Yeah. Chain yeah. shot. Um, but yeah, that's what they would have been using. But like at that point, they were probably just like, we're going to use what we fucking have. Yeah. Exactly, and we're going yeah. to hit the ship. And, uh, another thing I want to mention is the, um, the use and like the portrayal of the British Royal Marines. Right. That yeah. was very cool to see. Yeah, yeah. Cause guess what? They're up in the mass and they're, they're literally taking precise shots. Because they have the precise rifles at the time. Some there. of them, some, some of them. Of them. But, Some like, they, they were trained as the, the more, ship's fucking moving. More precise than a fucking smooth, smooth pistol. Well, some of them... Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, like, some of them are using smoothbore muskets. They're using brown besses, you know? And it's, like, those guys are trained, like, the fucking ebb and flow of the ship, plus the chaos and everything. And you're also up 60 feet, 30 feet, whatever the fuck it may be. And then you're taking out precision targets with your boarding party... Right, right in front of your fucking targets. It's like those guys. That's the job of the Royal Marines. That was the job of the U.S. Marines for the longest time. And it's like that. That was really cool because they were also in uniform. They were wearing their their reds, you know, and they were wearing their fucking uniform. And like, yeah, the British Royal Marines. That's what they fucking did. They would. They're great marksmen, and they actually showed that in this film of like, yeah, while they're doing that, we're gonna fucking pick targets off. And mm-hmm. that was really fucking cool. I I, I also really liked um uh oh, what was the I liked the concept of there there again details, but the details of showing the lieutenant, you know, not knowing what like because of the of the era there were these two different there are these two different categories. It's like, you know, uh you had the high-ranking officers, then the kind of the middle-class officers, and then you know the sailors. We'll just put them in a bracket called sailors, and they were in their own thing, and the officers were in their own thing. But then even then, there you were only really allowed to be in the captain's corps unless you were invited, if I remember yeah. correctly, because you never. He said he, he said he got invited by Nelson twice. Right. So That's it. like so so, yeah. so like so yep. like the younger um, the younger lieutenants and and the. Uh, midshipmen they are only in the captain's quarters if they're invited in and i they didn't show that particularly but you should know that with history and you can tell with each dinner there's a different there's a different amount of people and different different people attending which i thought was very an interesting detail and also further states the the whole um lieutenant where he sings with the men and that's a big no-no it's like you're you're being reminded constantly that there is a bracket that you are in the ship and if you're an bracket, officer. Yep. If this bracket starts to fade, you get the whole thing that leads to him just feeling like he's cursed and, and decides to end his own life, which is one of the worst fears ever to be dragged underwater, by the way, for me, for that. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Um, go ahead. So I, that, that was one thing that, uh, I mean, maybe it's been done in other movies. I haven't seen it. I don't think really the layman, knows too much about it but the fact that what they call them the the midshipmen that they're i mean they're literally children you know it's they're, they're I, like, I think i think they're still called i think they're called midshipmen at this time i could okay. be heavily wrong the, i'm sure someone who knows his history a whole lot better than me right can tell yeah. me the exact rank but we'll just call them midshipmen so everyone knows what they're, we're talking about but, right but yeah, yeah the 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 children who are in uniform on the ship and um 
it's uh, I don't know. It's just it's a it's an interesting thing to think about that you know like like you know you think about like people being young in war like you think of like a teenager. It's like some of these kids are like 10, 11 years old. And another thing that's they're accurately depicting in terms of the time period is like when they're they're have they're eating and stuff like that. They're drinking wine. They're smoking. You know, it's like uh, that's yep. just got, that's that's a. Uh, how it would have been at the time. Just I, I don't think I've ever seen a movie that really shows that part of it. There, uh, there, there's some sailing movies that will do that, but I don't think they show the level of the British military and that kind of thing. Because these these kids have rank; they rank yeah. above the sailors. Like the sailors have I mean. to yeah. technically listen to them. Technically, um, I mean it's 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 interesting because I mean again, it's you're you're you most of these commissions were bought and paid for, so their dads would pay for their commission to be on this boat and so like you know you the higher the captain the more the how do i say this the higher and more experienced and notorious the captain the more you're probably going to have to pay to get a commission on this boat so like uh, i believe when the kid loses his arm he's like what am i going to tell his dad most likely his dad's a friend of his and he did him a favor and pulled his kid to mm-hmm. get experience in the Navy to hopefully gain rank within the Navy and have a career in the Navy. And become a captain and Yeah. I mean that's yeah. That's the because, fucking risk that you take. That's what I would tell his dad. Yeah. Well yeah, yeah. <laughs> Grow up. Yeah. No. <laughs> I mean like um, you sent your son on a fucking boat with cannons on it. I mean, yeah, it's a possibility he's gonna lose. Well his yeah, life. it was because I mean, what was the life expectancy life expectancy of that time was what, mid fifties? you know 60s maybe you know like the thing is is that is you it's the same thing like a drummer boy in the drum sorry drummer boy in the army though it's the same exact thing it's like you're 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 put in the situation you're you're supposed to learn which is why you have those classes so the captain would teach or someone under the captain maybe the next rank down would teach you know things you need to know navigation map reading uh, experience to know what to do with the crew, experience to do during battle, learning tactics, learning that. It's whatever the captain would decide to kind of like... Which they do, showed in the film very which well. Which they show in the film. So it's... it's it's. Yep. I'm, I would love to have someone who is like a diehard expert in this field. Right. I'm kind of just... Again, I'm, I've had 20 years of fascination to really dive into it, but like I don't have ton of ton of experience. But um, it is really, really... I sound like Sean. Like, I'm not an expert, but I know all this shit. The, the um, islets are way t- are you know too close together. They got to be farther apart. But I don't know yeah, what I'm talking yeah, about yeah. here at yeah, all. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah you know, I can talk all about the Soviet Soviets in Afghan, but I'm not an expert. No, uh, I, I, I know all the Roman legions, top to back to front. I'm not an expert, yeah. but I'm hey, not I an pre- expert. I prefer people like that over um, assholes who arrogant assholes who think. Oh they know yeah, there's a lot uh, of them yes. too. <laughs> I have a PhD in teaching, and I know everything. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Keeping that in. Oh, that was an old beer. Did you not know what the hell you were drinking? I have a, my old beer from three days ago next to my beer now. <laughs> oh, I've been there. <laughs> it's warm. It's it's flat. Oh. <laughs> ah. If only you all could see his face right now. It's like yeah. a tongue to wood nymph. Remember that time you, you drank your fucking dip cup? Which, which time? That's, oh, that's yeah. happened a couple times. 
Yeah, I told Mike that on a live stream, and he almost threw up. Like, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, fun. I'm, I'm, I'm always throwing up thinking about it right now. <laughs> I mean, some saliva definitely hit the floor. But, but I, I, I didn't tell you about the time my dad drank my spitter. Oh, God. You told me that oh. one, actually. I did, told Michael I, that one, but, like, yeah. yeah. That yeah. one's even worse. <laughs> I remember you told me that because that was an editing conversation room late at night. I think oh, that was God. during subtitles. Yeah, I think I told you that. But, Brian, yeah. have you heard that one? No. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you when we're uh, off the podcast because you're probably you're gonna probably throw up. Yeah, yeah I'm, making I'm gonna leave. leave. Yeah. This is where we plug our Patreon. If you want to hear, about, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, like anyway, um, no, this is um, this film was fucking awesome. I, I remember I, uh, coincidentally the last time I watched it was in Iraq because I was like, I had some time off, some downtime, and I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch this because everybody says it's really good. And has it held up over the years for you? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I watched it today, and I was like, oh, this is this is fucking grand. So it wasn't a rack that made it a good movie. It was actually the movie that made it a good movie. <laughs> no, like, I, <laughs> dude, yeah, it's... I watched a lot of fucking movies when I was in Iraq, so... Um, but, no, it's like, this one is... Yeah, it definitely... It's just, it's just fun to, like... Finally, it's like 1812 era, right? You know, it's like the early 19th century... Like it says at the beginning, Napoleon is the master of Europe. The oceans become a battlefield, you know? And that's what it was. It's like the British had a great navy at that point. They always had. That's the only reason they conquered most of the world. Their army sucks. But their navy was great. And then when they were fighting with the French and the Spanish at the same time, it's like, Jesus, man. But like, um, they also like, like it shows in this film, like when they were, even when they were outclassed, they would just adapt and have better tactics. Not all the time, but like in this particular situation, because like the, the I, I think people like might not understand. I know you guys do, but like, so they went down around the Cape of South America. I forgot the fucking name of it. The Cape of um, God damn. The Cape of Good the, Hope is the one uh, is the African. Um, yeah, but like it's, there's a cape. It's called oh, wait. Cape Horn. Cape Horn. Cape Horn. Yes. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Brian, and, what are you uh, talking about? That's down in the bottom, not on the right side of Africa. It's, it's, it's over, it's over what there. You, what are you, fucking stupid? Hey, Brian, uh. Brian. No, it's it's over there. Oh, uh, okay. Does that sound familiar? It's over there. there. Yeah. It's over there. There was a guy. There was a guy. <laughs> I know what fucking, you're, you're referencing. There was a guy on fucking Facebook fucking fighting Brian where the Horn of Africa was. And Brian's like, it's right there on the map. He's like, it's, no, that's wrong. That's wrong. It's all there, black and white, clear it's as like, day. It's well, literally a see, physical, geographical fucking map, you moron. You can't trust Google because Google's part of the Illuminati. So, duh. <laughs> yeah, Where's like, the horn of Africa? Ever, it's the yeah. horn. The, the only fucking horn of Africa. You ever heard of fucking chemtrails, brother? Unfortunately. Yeah, let me tell you something about that, brother. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I have a question for you. Is the earth flat or is it round? Was, it, was, it, was that for Algiers? I think that was for Algiers. So we lose Algiers, half of our viewership. Yeah. <laughs> no, the but Earth um, is actually a disc. So anyway, these guys went down below South America, which is the snow scenes that you were talking about, which were actually cool because yeah, they, they were throwing snowballs, and then they go up on the western side of uh, South America, which is where the Galapagos are, and it's like that's a hell of a fucking trek, mm-hmm. even nowadays. 
That's a hell of a trek. There's some this, fast traveling in this movie. That's there, there, there you know, is. It's like, it's like Skyrim where it's <laughs> like yeah, yeah. can't yeah, travel, just can't fast travel. Yeah, enemies yeah. nearby. Yeah, skip this. Yeah, 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 go right to destination. No, but like fire. you know, this is pre-Panama Canal, so it's like there is no going around. The ships didn't have shit. legs. Or there's no going through. Rather, yeah. you have to go around. Yeah, yeah I did like. Um, I did like that they showed how like fucking cold it got the more down they went through. Uh, yeah. Through Cape Horn, because yeah, there's parts of South Africa that are like Arctic, you know. As South you America, there. South sorry, South America. Sorry, we were talking about Africa. <laughs> yeah. um, the snows of Kilimanjaro. I mean, you're not necessarily wrong either. There's some, there's some parts of South Africa that get cold too. Yes, there are. Not as cold as <laughs> no, know, definitely not Southern cold, Argentina and Chile, but like no, but uh, but, but yeah, the, it's yeah, yeah. I was I was glad they showed that because it's like yeah, there's parts of. Uh, of South America that are like that, that are just like fucking. Well, it, it's just like saying in the Arctic, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like you're at you're at the fucking opposite end of the North Pole. You're at the South Pole. It's still fucking cold. Yeah. That's why Antarctica is frozen. And uh, you know, just some more details. Like I, like Nate mentioned the part where they're on the deck throwing snowballs and stuff. I love it. In that in that that shot, you can see a guy just calmly sitting there, just taking a shit. Off, yeah. the side, yeah. off the edge of the boat. Yeah. Nice. You know, I missed that, but yeah. 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 <laughs> if, you, if you blink, you'll miss it, but yeah, it's it's there. No, it's good. So, like, the little details were awesome, yeah. There's so much good cinematography that it was really hard to find, like, a favorite shot or anything. Oh, you know, yeah, so dude. Good. Yeah, don't... You can't ask me that question. Like... The Dutch yeah. shots and angles and how they show mm-hmm. the, the ship rolling and everything, it's just so good. Oh, it's beautiful. My, my favorite are the wides showing both ships in one picture. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and sorry, book picture. God damn, what is fucking wrong with my mind? In the in the same picture, we we get you, buddy. In the shot, it's, I I am somewhat of an expert tonight. Okay, <laughs> Michael handed me the coin. He he just he just chugged a three day old beer. So hey, pull ah. it together, no, pull it together, buddy. You're starting he, to lose it. He just yeah. had propane, brain surgery. Propane. He's got a shilling in Time his fucking head. Yeah. yeah. Well, that. Thank you for reminding me, Ryan. That that is cool. How they. No problem, on, fucking you know, poundhead. On the met, they touch on the medical uh, knowledge of the time, even so, even so advanced of cracking open a skull and trying brain surgery oh, yeah. in this out in the open. The only way, and you can see the only reason why he wanted them out there was for having light to be able to see yeah, what he was course. doing. Yep, and you know, causes again, a spectacle. <laughs> again, it's it's. I'm gonna say it again. It's fitting the fiction. To the history, because yes. it could have been so much easier for a guy going like, "Oh, we did brain surgery and we scooped it out and we put this and we." And I love how he takes like a like a like a kitchen spoon and sco- is scooping oh, out parts of his brain because it's literally what they would have fucking did. And like not, yep. I don't know how much medical expertise would be like. And now shaping, I can't count to seven. Sh- but, yeah, you know. yeah. <laughs> Sh- shaping a coin, you know, to fit like to be a plate in the head. But I'm sure that. Would have been what they probably would have used. Now the guy probably would have died of fucking metal poisoning by like <laughs> the next five yeah. years. A little bit but of the, sepsis going on there, bud. Yeah, but bring yeah, me that you know. lead plate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I can count to three. Yeah, yeah. That's why he was quoting Bible verses until uh, he was actually uh, speaking like full sentences. But yeah, no, it it, it would it take just, six months for him to succumb to his wounds. Yeah. Well, and also the passion that the doctor had for like discovering or like what he thought was discovering new species. Like he was so passionate about that. I and, love like, that part. At the point, at that point, yeah, dude, you're in a place that has been not really touched by 
quote-unquote civilized yeah. humans. He's, he's probably never going to come back there. When, right. was Dar- when was Darwin? Around the 1860s? Time. No, so, earlier than that. Was he earlier than that? Earlier. Oh, yeah. Could, earlier. Jamie, 18, Google it. 18, Google 18, it. 18, 18, Jamie, 18 look it 20s, I think. I, it might be around the same era or whatever. He was in the then. Beagle... The beaver or something? He was he was born in 1809. So oh, uh, so this is before. So he, okay. So he's 1830s probably... 1830s then, I think. 30s, yeah. So, but this is before that. And, like, yeah, so everybody that could have the chance that gave a fuck about this would be, like, just ecstatic, you know? Exactly, yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and then the, yeah. to, to kind of make the quintessential naturalist. But, yeah. you know, it... And it's stuff that, like, of course, us today, like, we we, we get what they're looking at. But to them, it's like... You know, I mean, they would have what, you know, drawings to go off of and things like that. And to see all these new ass animals that they really, and like the kid, I like how when he's, when he's pointing out like the, um, like when they find the T-Rex, that's pretty cool. (laughs) But uh, when he's pointing out like the iguanas and stuff like that, he calls them dragons, you know, like, yeah, it's it's probably just what he would have referred to it. What also was really cool at the kid, you know, that got his, the the lieutenant or lieutenant rather, uh, that got his, you know, arm taken off. Mm hmm. He's so into that, so he can carry that. He can carry that part on. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. whether he's a doctor, whether he goes to school, you know, or, or whatever, or he's a captain someday, perhaps a one-armed captain. He still has a passion for that, and like, he loves it. And it's like that's really fucking cool because that's the reality of it. Like, you get you get somebody that's younger that like loves something that somebody older than them is into like, you know, nature and, 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 um, um, biology and shit like that. And like, Oh fuck. Well now, you know, I'm wounded, but like, I can still do this. I can still write and I can still like look at these things and like document everything I see so we can classify them and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, that was really cool. Like another, another detail that didn't have to be in there, but it was, it's so cool. Yeah. Brian Brian was smiling about something. I don't know what he was saying. No, it was about. Uh, it, funny joke that wouldn't work. Uh, okay. <laughs> Thank you for sparing us. Yeah. You're welcome. Yes. <laughs> um, now it's inter- the um, I couldn't really I could some of the green screen I could just kind of tell a little bit. Other than that though, the effects were damn good. There this, were a few. Know? There were a few there green a few. screen moments I could see that I never yeah. recognized 20 years ago. Yeah. But you got past me. What what what, what, do you, what do you would you see? Some of the close ups of uh reaction shots but they're very minor like you, you it, can't really super, tell it's it's yeah it's it's you can tell because the background's more grainy than when they actually have it there but it doesn't I, ruin it it's just it like, doesn't oh, ruin I can, it yeah. i can tell i mean like the part where they drop that uh decoy into the water like i could tell that was oh CG, okay you know? yeah, yeah. yeah 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 but still there's, it's like okay you know there's some seat like when the cannons impacting the target when they're practicing and stuff like yeah. that again it's oh three like the the part was still the, like it's the yeah part where he has the beetle in his hand that was the most obvious to me where yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i was like yeah, yeah that's yeah, a cg yeah. beetle but anything but, organic looks fake you know when yeah you do that. but mm-hmm. but i mean it, it is dude it's just i i well, it got love... past me so yeah it's no it, it doesn't it's it's it would be something super egregious to you know super y- yeah yeah to, you have to have to... like a skill like you guys have to yeah it just to... it just just ugh. I love that. I love this movie. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, me too, man. It's yeah. fucking it's great. It's it's just as good as I remember it. Even my my fucking 19-year-old ass watching it. I was like, I don't know shit about this, but this is fucking awesome. 
Uh, right from the beginning, I was I was hooked because I loved how there was no music or anything like that, and mm-hmm. it was just that silence. I love it when a movie can really just there is pull a that ten- off, there is a know? there is a tension. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's some at some points, but it's not throughout the entire thing. No, but like but like the 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 the, the fog part. There's kind of like a tension theme, and I I can't remember it. It's either the bum bum no the bum bums in the beginning, and then. The there's 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 like a tension noise in the beginning. Which it's not was, all was, quiet. Yeah, <laughs> like like yeah 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 exactly yeah yeah. <laughs> the friends have arrived. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but there is the, but there is but there is a theme, and I agree, Mike. A having no grandioso soundtrack is better. Well, ha- and but particularly I, but, the big, the opening scene. There's not one there, like with all the text and the wide shots, and it's like there's nothing but the like the sea noise. Yeah, you know? there, and, there's a there's a, and I'll I'll let you talk once I Brian. There's a really cool. I really love the music in this. It's a great combination of classic of classical music. Yes, and also really well composed music. That's mm-hmm. very particular to this. Uh, whole movie and it's just amazing brian go i was just gonna say you know this is coming from someone who's won awards for a soundtrack in a movie <laughs> so you know two I, three I, actually I, i've actually, won wait. best score i've won oh no that's actually what? that's actually wait he's correct he won best score i've only won gold star and a silver star oh so, sorry yeah yeah, so Brian, what the fuck are you talking about? Say <laughs> so they're qualified. If, you, if, Talk if about you're gonna give credit, too. give credit or credit. So I composed the entire score for a yes. film, <laughs> and I want a fucking. I, I have a laurel to show from it. Like, yes. why are why are you gonna do this to me? What an ass! You need, I, to, get I IMDb, you need to get IMDb Pro, Mike, and add that to yes. your resume. It is. I have. I have. <laughs> IMDb it's already Pro. there. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. I, I I won best score. For our film, and you're welcome. You, you, you're gonna you're gonna talk. T- oh, that's how it's gonna be, really. I'm bragging myself up, and you're just gonna shit on my fucking parade, Nate. Thank you. That's fine. No worries. No worries. Anyway, dude, I worked so goddamn hard on that fucking score. I worked so hard composing that thing, and and working with people day and night. For months, so fuck you. Dude, no. So, like, when I was in high school, I was in band, and I was super fucking good, and that's what got me to this point of being able you to win laurels for the best score for a film. So don't don't no. take that away from me. I don't appreciate that. It's so, so good, I, you can't even hear it. It's like a dog. No, no. <laughs> it's so subtle. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fuck. All right, anyway. <laughs> yep. We'll get okay. We'll get back on track. I'm, I'm, I'm done fucking. It's like around. you, you um, think you hear something, and then but it's <laughs> and it's not there though. <laughs> so it blends in with the background so well. <laughs> all right. Anyway, all right. Yeah. So no, I agree. The um the lack of score, even though there was one, like if you think because like when they're doing the boarding scene, there was also, if I remember correctly, that, that has score in it. Yeah. There was a build up. There, there there is a the rest of the movie has a score. I just think the music fits so well with it, it doesn't pull you out of it. It's not like... Yeah. And I also did love... No, and I did love the scenes, yeah, where they were actually playing music, uh, him and the doctor, that he knows yeah. personally, right? Yeah. I actually fucking loved those scenes because they were just improving sometimes. 
And it's like, I don't know if Russell Crowe actually learned how to play the violin because it looked like he was he actually playing it. I looked it up. He did. He said it was the hardest thing he's ever had to do for his career. Yeah, because that is a not an easy instrument to Very tech- yeah. just pick up and I'm learn. Like, Damn, dude, that's impressive. He actually learned that, you know. And then, like, he was also plucking it too, which I is got also something. on that- these fingers. <laughs> I got blisters on me fingers. Yeah, a little helter skelter in there. I, I love, yeah. I love the whole like turning it into a ukulele almost. Um, yeah, yeah, but like do that's that. yeah. yeah, there's a lot of do that. Yeah, that's a classical thing. Yeah. Well, and then when um when the doctor uh, turned the cello over and played it like a bass guitar kind of, mm-hmm. and then they were just riffing off each other like they would they would go to the bow. That uh, was fucking because. But yeah, but it's it's part of the soundtrack. It's part. It's a score, but it's also like relevant. And it's enjoyable. It's like, these guys are blowing off steam at that point, literally. That's what they're doing. They're jamming. And they're blowing off steam and they're escaping the fucking shitty situation that they're in. And it was musically very cool. And it, but, but you said Michael Russell Crowe actually learned how to play those, those little licks. Like in the film, he learned how to play those licks. Sorry, what's... I, I'm sorry, my... No, I was asking, I was just confirming, like, he actually learned how to play what he played on... Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, because I was looking at it. I'm like, that's not fake. Like the, I what was, he's playing I was, is. I'm looking up the scene right now where he's playing. That's why I wasn't talking. Yeah, because um, like if, if you know the violin, like I've seen people play violin in real life, and you know whatever, and like yeah, I played it for could, three years, and I hated every moment of it. Oh, I forgot about that. That's right. Was it hard or you just no, didn't like it? No, it's just hard for my hands. <laughs> my hands are my hands are fucking huge. So, so it's, here's, Polish people can't play fine instruments. No. Here's, um, <laughs> Okay, so here's a here's a paragraph. Uh, okay, Richard uh, Tognetti, who scored the film's music, taught R- Russell Crowe how to play the violin, as Jesus. Aubrey plays the violin. Yeah, in the in the film with uh, oh, and he also taught um, what's his name, the actor who played uh, the, doctor. the doctor. Yeah, the doctor. I can't he, remember his name. It's yeah, but he uh, how to Aubrey, play cello? I think is his last name. Yeah. No, Aubrey's the captain. That's Russell Crowe. Oh yeah, right. Um, Paul Bettany. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, and he also told him how to. He also taught him how to play the cello in the movie. Um, Jesus, really? Yeah, Crow purchased. That's, that's fucking impressive. Yeah, it says Crow purchased the violin personally uh, as part oh. of the budget. Did allow. Uh, did not allow for the the expense. Uh, the violin oh. was the violin that he uses in the movie was made in 1890 um, by the Italian violin maker Leonardo Bisacci. Or I I don't know who that is. Um, how do you know it. Leonardo Bisacci? Yeah, come on, Mike. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Yeah. Fuck you. Um, but, uh... Hey! <laughs> oh! I, oh! Yeah, this is... <laughs> Bettany learned how to, yeah, play the cello for the role of, uh, of Ma, uh, Matutra, uh, Ma, Maturin. Ma, Maturin, however you say that. Come on, Mike. You should know Italian. What's wrong with you? <laughs> no, 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 wait. What are they... Is it also the middle finger in Italy? I forgot. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of fingers. Middle finger, yeah. and yeah. But, but, anyway. but yeah, bottom line is yes. He the, the, the they did. So te- both of them, both of them learn how to play those instruments for Let this how role. To play those instruments for those scenes. Yeah, where they play. God together. damn. Yeah, that's dedication. <clears throat> that's that that's that that brings us to a whole another fucking level. Like that's that's insane. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, at, talking about actors, though, dude, there is not a bad. None. Nope. Not There's even the kids are. No, the kids are great. <clears throat> not even the 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 like the B grade, C grade actor all the way in the back who has two lines. It's just awesome. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, they're all great. they're all just a hundred percent. Like the old dude, the old school sailor. Uh, forgot his name, but the old guy. It's kind of like doesn't talk at first, and then he's kind of just getting there. and He's very negative. Um, what the fuck? He's at the mutton chops. Um, the dude who <clears throat> got the brain surgery. That guy. 
think it was. Hmm. Are you talking about the guy? He kind of looks like Eric Idle. I always think he's Eric Idle, but he's yeah, not. I know it's exactly not him. who I know you're talking about. about. Yeah, yeah, he's he's no, got no, long-ass no. hair with these yeah. big-ass bushy he, uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a... It's like it's like you're you're an orderly. Or yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Like semantics um, aside, I like, love I love his whole character. In that dude, movie. everybody, everybody in this film. Like I'm I'm trying to think right now of like even a somewhat like not hundred percent. I there's nothing I can think yeah. of. Yeah. Jump on IMFTB. Yeah, I was gonna say let's do IMFTB. I think and we'll roll it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, good. Um, we're good. And then I I do want to pull up two scenes and then I'm. I think I'll be set to... Safonsified? You'll be satisfied. Yeah. That, yeah. Satiated. <laughs> Mike, you throw <laughs> your fucking hands because I have a better word than you. It's more British. Yeah. Uh, yes, like, yes, sir, I'm Safonsified. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I gotta add that to oh. my vocab. <laughs> it, is a, it is a great word. Yeah. I am Safonsified. <laughs> so, uh, before we do, one interesting thing that I, I'm sure you guys know that I looked up is that the, or, the original books that this is based on uh, is uh, takes place during the War of 1812, and mm-hmm. um, they decided to change it for this because they didn't want uh, to turn off the American audience. They decided to change it yeah. to uh, yeah mm-hmm. the um, to the Napoleonic Wars. Uh, so they were like, we don't want them fighting Americans. That explains the America's quote then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I did. I did hear that and. Uh, I think that's bullshit because uh, Larry's of Iwo Jima proved that wrong. Yeah. So, yeah. That was, that was not, after this, though. We're not, I know, we're not that weak. <laughs> uh, okay, let's see. All right, I'm, um, I'm recording. Uh, Hurry up. Fuck it, I'm recording IMFDB. So, yeah. Right, cool. All right, let's uh, go. So this is a flintlock I want, and I want seven of them, and I want to put them on my chest. <laughs> okay, Blackbeard. You have a tower of service pistol? Yeah. Dude, I almost, almost, I like was like, no, I don't want to do it yet. I was going to cut everything to be mutton chops to match, <laughs> oh, to match the brain surgeon guy tonight. But that I, I would have given Vacation. me a shock. Yeah. <laughs> and a like, chub. Yeah, and a chub. <laughs> I'd have gotten don't a semi at Not in that order. <laughs> okay. you know, like, yeah, yeah. I've just been like, oh my god. <laughs> god I, I hate when you do this. I always try to scroll like down, but it's like it's not my screen. <laughs> You're just used to it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just fucking yeah. like, yeah. Um, Guy looks like Owen Wilson behind him. It, uh, yeah, I was thinking that too. Mm-hmm. What? What, Billy Boyd? Look at these great tunics, you know. Oh, dude, the the the, the wardrobe. I, I honestly don't know anything the fuck about this time period. But the wardrobe seemed to be. It didn't um, look off. So, no. Yeah. Yeah. Was that Napoleonic era? Yep. We see that's, the picture, Nate. That's Pippin from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh, good God. Good God, sir. <laughs> yep. French pistol. Interesting. Damn. Yeah. Oh, French, yeah, 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 yeah. A French pistol being on a French ship. Hmm, interesting. That's very <laughs> weird. <laughs> mm, yes. Mm. Wonder how that In, happened. Indeed. Mm, yes. Uh, I think it came out of, uh, you know, Belgium. <laughs> I was so mad when the merchant marine guy shot the doctor when he was trying to oh. shoot that bird. 
Oh, yeah. Like, you yeah. fucking idiot. It's so unexpected, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that shot. Yeah. But the fact that he had, to do, he had to do fucking surgery on himself. like that, that, was, that was good. Yeah. That was and, fucking brutal. Yeah. And he still says, like, if you please or something like that while he's performing on well, He's himself. a gentleman. Yes. Right. Yeah. Good old Brown Bess. This is like, yeah. you know, the British, you know, mainline firearm for a good Have you guys ever shot century. one of these, like, even a repro? No. Oh, I have. Oh, my God. Are they fucking... That's a lot of fucking firepower. You know, um, the old uh, se- very famous 70s song, um, Black Betty? Yeah, from yeah, the Ram Jam. <laughs> that was originally a um, a slave song that was adapted from an old British song about a brown best musket. It was really? called Brown Best. If you think about it, you know, old brown Black best, Betty from, yeah, made from Alabama or, uh, you know, Birmingham because mm-hmm. they had a plant in, in Birmingham and stuff and later on in Alabama, whatever. But that's actually an original song that talks about this rifle in the Revolutionary War. So, musket. Uh, Ram Jam's yeah. only song. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, hey, 15 minutes. <laughs> that's that's the only problem with um, I really I really hate being left-handed for is that I can't really get an authentic uh, flintlock because I'll just burn my eyebrows off. Good oh. if I try to shoot left-handed on this thing and I don't trust. Yeah, not right-handed. good. Yeah, Charleville eighteen seventy-seven. I'm gonna get a replica of one of these. This is a fucking awesome musket. Very cool. Now, what's different between that and a brown vest? Uh, it's a French one, slightly <laughs> smaller caliber, and it's more reliable. Like the uh, the lock itself is more reliable. It's a little bit less heavy. Uh huh. Um, the Americans love these fucking things. Yeah, that's why I remember them from. Is from Red yeah. War movies. Yeah. Yep. They're they're. Uh, cool. And then we have oh, the a knock. knock gun. Oh yeah! Fuck yeah! Seven barrels. Did you notice yep. that? Oh, that's very, yeah. Ooh. When he shoots that, it, it like it atomizes someone. It's a it's a fucking dude. That thing's a fucking um, a swivel gun. I told gun. you it's a sugar. It's a handheld that's, swivel gun. That, is what that, it is. That, that's a yeah. That's a deck clearing gun, and it's and then you just shoot that, and then you run to the back or throw it out. Yeah, he yeah kills you like, throw it. Yeah, he <laughs> kills like three guys. I remember watching. Yep. That, I was like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, yeah. they I just. Thought go, it was, I actually thought it was a blunderbuss. It's, it's the it's first not, version so. of the Fliegerfaust. <laughs> <laughs> the Fliegerfaust. Jesus yeah. Christ. What's the it Flyer's called? Fist. You never seen one? A flyer's fist? Yeah. No. It's a very late war German World War II weapon that had like seven or eight barrels and it was twenty uh it fired two centimeter rockets. And they used them in Berlin. There's a bunch of photos of them and stuff, and they were supposed to be anti aircraft. And you would fight they would fire all rockets at the same time. They actually were apparently effective, but they didn't make enough of them. But anyway. I think there's a total yeah. of two photos of them. But yeah, yep. there's a bunch of ones that actually still exist though, in like the Czechoslovakia and, and stuff like that. It's but, like Lieber Munster, you know, and Fliegerfaust came out in MP45s. You know, it's yeah. ever gonna hold Berlin with Hitler in the streets yeah. with one. You know, like we saw in <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, yeah. best movie ever. Yeah, um, fucking shit show. But yeah, the, yeah, they were very cool. I, I I did love the flintlock, like fucking cool. <clears throat> ignition system, firing yeah. mechanisms. Oh, yeah, yeah that fucking awesome. Surprise. Swivel gun. Yep. Swivel gun. Oh, yep. Great. Grenades. Fuse grenades. I yeah. just watched The Revenant, and there's some great swivel gun scenes in that, in the Indian attack. Yeah, we need to fire the cannon. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, hand grenades at that time were. Or, sorry. Is it Revenant or Revenant? Revenant. Revenant. 
Why'd you say Revenant? Because it's Because Brian is a fucking... <laughs> I love you. He... I love you, but I want to make sure that I'm on this saying side, right. he, on this He's side, a though, New Englander. He's a New Englander. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The Revenant, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, these grenades, okay, very now, unreliable. Uh, April 19th, 1945. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't pronounce it Okanamwa. Oh, well, you know? yeah. <laughs> Here, Meanwhile, a dat cow... Yeah. All right, well, look, motherfucker. <laughs> right? Uh, you guys are from the East Coast. Like, it's Dachau. So, yeah, hand grenades at this point were used quite frequently, but they were very ineffective, especially on ships. So unreliable. And is, that just, like, is that just cast iron? Like, just a cast Yeah, iron it's like ball. cast yeah. iron, and, and it's open on the top, so you lose a lot of pressure. So they did, they're not like modern hand grenades where, like, right. all the pressure is contained. Uh, hand grenades they have been still, a thing for a very long period of time. Very long time. They're yeah. very ineffective, but they also make a lot of noise, which is like in itself a good weapon. Right. If you're trying to shock, you, you're throwing guys down, or you're throwing grenades down where there's guys in like the, the the mid part of the ship, and even if it makes a lot of noise, it doesn't hurt anybody. It's still going to have a concussion to it, and it's going to make yeah. Gonna, here's here's the one thing I'm going to say: you want to use weaponry that is going to kill people and not destroy the ship, because the goal is yep. to try to take yeah. the ship. If your goal is to destroy the ship, just fucking fire cans into it until it goes down. Yep. But the point is that you're trying to take the ship. So having something that frag that turns into people into mincemeat, whether it's effective or not, if you were to throw five of those into a fucking hallway with me in it, I'm still going to ship my pants. And you're going to be stunned. It's like, it's basically like yeah. <clears throat> it's a more lethal flashbang at this point. It's a, it's a way more lethal flashbang. If I remember correctly, I believe someone did a test pattern. The fragmentation—it's still pretty fucking brutal. Yeah, it, it, it is. It, it doesn't go as far though. That's the, that's no. The it's only, not. It's yeah. not like a. It's not like a modern hand grenade. No, but like it no. still makes but if a you're hell gonna, of a lot of noise. But if you're going to fucking clear yeah. the three people in the bomb of the hatch firing up with flintlocks or or whatever, or yep. laying in wait, it's a perfect oh, yeah. room clear of the doorway or the hatch that. You're if the fucking fuse to. actually. Burns yeah. through all the way. That's the it problem is, with uh, those things. What does IMD, IMFDB refer to these things as? Just bombs or fuse Seventeen hundred hand grenade. Yeah. Yeah, and that's that's about what they would look like. There's just a cast iron hollow ball filled with gunpowder and then a literal cannon fuse. Mm-hmm. And your, t- your typical they, Looney Tunes bomb, you know. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Right. And yeah, they would. You know, if they would go off, yeah, it's still gonna make a shit, especially on a ship, because. I don't think people realize, like, I do, like, you guys might too, but, like, these ships are really small. Yeah. Like, can, people yeah, people think of, like, modern ships, and they're fucking huge. But, like, these ships are fucking tiny, so you what throw do you it mean in it's there. Like Norwegian cruise lines? <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm more I'm more partial to Carnival, but hey. Well, you know, fucking, I, you know. I, like I always the, knew you were uh, white trash. <laughs> I, I the, that's part of the thing that I liked a lot about it was just how crowded the decks were always, you yep. know, and uh, Correct. Just, there's fucking ropes everywhere. You can almost not make out the whole and livestock. Of the ship. What's that? Yeah, livestock. Livestock. Yeah. Yeah. I loved yeah. how they showed that at the beginning. <sighs> but, uh, boom. Yeah. And then, yeah, I get down cause they're being fired upon and yep. Oh, all that shit. Oh my God. Oh, <laughs> that, that just bounces off you, right? Yeah. <laughs> you hope. These things flying at bullet speeds, yeah. Um, so I wanted to pull up uh the door shots here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you guys could see that. Um which just uh such a ah, so cool. 
Okay. Remember Nathan right, goes to right sleep. Mark, he's yeah. dreaming that he's he's chasing down a French frigate. I, I'm I'm manning. I'm I'm beating the quarters every fucking night. <laughs> As he gets older, he gets a little closer. You know, oh, the night you cool. find the ship, the night you die. Here we go. See, that's cool right there. Like while this is happening, the doctor's getting ready. He knows he's gonna yep. have to operate. All right here. Or even one scene with him where he's just like, you know, why have we stopped shooting? See? Yeah. Oh shit. Oh yep. You see what? Yeah. See that's what I mean? such a good detail, man. Yeah. Two lanes of doors. They open up the whole quarters. Yep. See? Yeah, Boom. Hook. Boom. Yep. Yep. Wow. All that's being pulled out and opened up so that you have the whole entire uh, gun deck exposed. People can move, and there's less yeah. shit that can be they, thrown They never mentioned it in the movie, but they took the the initiative to put it in the movie. That's yeah. So cool. That's yeah. That that's what like, I appreciate. Again, it's so fucking cool. The details in this movie I don't see in any other movie. And it just, it really, really does it. Really well, and also they don't show, like, the, the, the telescopes at that point, right? That's okay, that, okay that, that is one Hollywoodism that bothered the shit out of me watching this, but I can let it go so much, is that they're, like, showing it, and it's like, oh, the ship's, like, 20 feet away from the camera and the, and the, and the scope. Those things can't do that close. There's no No, it's, like, way. what, two or three power? It's the same thing with sniper scopes in movies. It's yeah, the same problem. yeah, yeah. Again, it's a visual representation of, of driving the story forward and getting details that you want the audience to see in a telescope, so I can forgive it, but it's just, like, ugh. But they, I got the scope used... from Vasily Zaitsev. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. They were also yeah. used like that just so they could try to get a better view. Oh, no, like, absolutely. It's so the, the shitty. Yeah. The use of them is correct. It's what you see as that, a, a, as, that, as someone as a, looking at the movie. Yep. That is just, it's just, no, there's no way you can see that close. And then there's no way. But yeah. uh, I, it's to drive the story along so you can forgive it. You yep. know what I mean? So, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I do want to pull out the other part of the doors going back in just to prove that I'm not crazy. And I believe well, you are crazy. it is after. Well, yes. But where is the... You're doing a fucking podcast with three other freaks right now. You are crazy. Yes. Certifi- certifiably. Certifiably and crazy. Yep. Okay, yep. here we go. Right here. Uh, so it's after the, the gun drill. Which I liked how he couldn't hear. He's like, we're having this. He's like, what? Oh, so they're taking the doors yeah. and they're putting them back in. Oh, See? yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. Two facades: the kitchen, the kitchen, the kitchen facade, and the quarter facade. Mm -hmm. So, and they're putting the table back down. But I like how here he's just like, "What?" Yeah, very cool. Yeah, you can't hear shit because you're not gonna. Yeah, those things are so fucking loud because they've been practicing all day. (laughs) You know, it's like. But uh, yeah, those are the two things, and then there was uh, one more in here. Uh, It's just the fucking combat shit. The combat was done very well, I thought. Fragmentation. Again, the Marines are up there. Okay, see see how he's, they're firing on one side and they're they're flanking. They're, they know they're firing at the the mass and they're then doing a an envelope right and they're trying to hit the stern because that's the weakest part of the ship. So they're hitting that to hit all the gun crews on that level. Mm-hmm. So the point is, is you're gutting the ship from side to stern. So you're trying to knock out as much of the insides as possible before, before you board. board. Yeah, because you want to incapacitate the gun crew so they can't turn around and hit you, which they didn't quite do, and that's when the young, um, the one-armed uh, kid... Uh, Tells him blows, to throw another salvo. Bl- blows, blows him away with two cannons on the... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I like how the show which, shows him at first throwing the ropes over there. Like, we got to link mm-hmm. these two together, otherwise they're going to drift apart. 
Yep. Well, yeah, to do the boarding, you gotta you gotta pull close, and you have all the debris, and the mast fell over on that side, so they can't. I mean, they have to pull it close. And like and, these ships, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, these ships they were designed to uh, to make it so you could. It was hard to board. Like what do they call that? The tumble home, like the side of it, to where like once it presses up against it, one side is because it goes oh. inwards is farther from the other one. Shit! I just noticed. Look at that pistol. I'm gonna pause it here. That pistol is cracked. Split. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah, all the way through. I just noticed that. The humidity would have easily done that. That or it's like they went through a take and they take number forty-seven. Forty-seven, and they they destroyed the hero prop. Well, pistol. but also, where the fuck are you gonna get another one? Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, no, like no. yeah, yeah, queens. no, 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 yeah. I mean, look, it still fires, but still, I. Ugh. Well, because black powder is a lot lower pressure than modern fires, but still, that's that's not good. Yeah. But that's yeah, that's a really cool detail. Oh Jesus, yeah, that's right. But yeah, it's, oh god, god damn, it's just it's so fucking brutal. It's hand to hand. It's hand to hand combat with pure, just up close in your face, fucking. And they've got pikes and bayonets and shit yeah. like that. Yeah, it's like. Brian, go ahead. Well, I was just gonna comment on what Michael said. You know, these ships were very hard to, uh, to board and everything. You know, and just. Uh, but mobilizing were, your enemy ship is half the battle. Yeah, but they were designed that lose. way. So, like, that's why those old ships they yeah. kind of go inwards like that. So those sides are mm-hmm. you can't just easily jump over to one. Yeah, well, it's kind it's kind of like a tub, and I think that's a for anti boarding. But I think it's more of a design for keeping shit on the boat and in the boat mm. and out of the boat. But just happens to have be, a fringe benefit of. Yeah, I, I could yeah. be wrong though, Mike. Uh, Mike, you could be right. I I don't know much about ship design in that sense, but. Um, he's not an advanced seaman. No, I'm not he's an a basic seaman. seaman. I'm a basic yeah, seaman. He's, yeah. a, he's, he's a, an undeveloped seaman. Yeah. Yes, he is. Just the usual swimmer. Yeah, this fucking scene, this whole thing, I was just like, oof. You know, it's but, fucking. But everyone's involved. Like the everyone. cook's involved. When you were a pirate, right Nathan, Jesus did you ever Christ. have to do shit like this, or? Huh? When you were uh, a pirate in the Caribbean, did you ever do shit like this in Panama? Uh, I mean, I took over a few boats, but that was it. You became uh, the captain. Now I, I look at me. <laughs> um, you took over Tom Hanks's ship. Yeah, yeah. It just it, a few cruise ships and a cargo I wish, vessels. You know? I wish I could have done more reenacting on these boats. I mean, I, unfortunately, I just lost connection with the guys who were running them. But they were so cool. I, I mean, they, I I will say something you don't get in obviously through film is smell of vision, and uh, ships smell, man. Oh, I bet. Well, I mean, there's a shitload of tar, right? Oh, the, the ropes God. and the It's everything. not a... Well, tar... It smells I mean, like I, a McDonald's I mean, in the I 90s. Mean, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> tar... Well when, uh, you have, well, when you have X amount of men quartered, it's not a pleasant smell. Oh, yeah. Tar, it's like a barracks um, with tar. Gunpowder, ball yeah. sweat, uh, asshole. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like even like like even the... Some from the constellation. I'm sorry, your 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 gun your gun area smells like shit. I'm sorry, <laughs> it, it doesn't smell good. <laughs> but uh, no, it's it's it. There is a smell with I'm, these ships. I'm sure you get you know you eventually get used to it. Oh, you know you work as a you know if you empty fucking portageons all day, you don't realize <laughs> how bad you smell. So like I'm sure it's the same thing. But yeah, you know it's just like I I uh, it, it's just a thing like. I think they just do a really well, do a really good job, especially with this battle scene of showing how cluster it is, but not being up close. 
Like that's the other thing I'm I'm realizing. Like this isn't this is the same. This is Jason Bourne era of up close. Zoom in, wah wah wah. Zoom out, wah wah wah. Zoom in, what was like everything's wide, but it's not. You're not missing anything, you know. Yeah. But it's all, but it's also claustrophobic. It's just such a good fucking cinematography of shot placement. And they're using cutlasses too, like fucking short, not like rapiers or like broad sorts of shit. It's like very up close. But well, mine's yeah. mine's across the room. Otherwise, I go grab mine right now. But yeah, <laughs> I, obviously you have one. I think I, I would prefer to be shot than to be slashed by a or stabbed by a sword. At this point, at this point, it's a horse apiece. Yeah. Unless yeah. you get a, unless you get it domed, you're gonna be hurting just as bad if you get stabbed. Like he just got an axe in his chest. Like, mm-hmm. like you know, <laughs> which one? <laughs> pick your poison. You know, you're not dying from any of that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get domed. That's what you want. Your best bet is just to get domed by a fucking musket mm-hmm. or a pistol, and like it's over. Otherwise, you're just gonna sit there on the seas and suffer yeah. and die. I, I thought this was this was building up to the doctor was gonna die, but I'm glad that he didn't. I like how yeah. they. I, I yeah. like it how you have the military style fighting, and then you have his. His fencing style. That <laughs> yeah, he's, he's an upper class. Yeah, with. he's an upper yeah. class Britishman. Yeah, exactly. Which is which is which was a cool touch to it, you know. Yeah. Um, French horn. No, this 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 fucking movie. I I can't say it. Yeah, it's it, it's it's, so. it's it's pretty good. Um, it's very good actually. It's one of the best. Um. Should we jump into ratings? I think we should. uh, We're at almost two hours. Yeah, Brian's checked out, so let's just get this done. No, it's just, it's such a good film, it's hard to talk about for this long, you know, because it's like, just watch it. Well, but it is a fucking great film. Yeah, you know. It it deserves, I think it deserves our little, you know, banter about it. It's so fucking good. But, no, it's great, you know. And the only film that's better I could think of is Hyena Road. You know, oh, and no. Nathan will agree with me. <laughs> well, I would say Midway, the the newer one. I am hey. going to kill Hall you slowly. Hey, Battle of or the the Fall of Berlin. Uh, f- fall of Berlin. Oh wait, what is that? Do we do we do do we? Because I've never I, seen that Soviet uh, masterpiece. I've just compartmentalized that shit, and that's out of my fucking mind forever. That was so <laughs> fucking bad. Shout it into the furnace that is inside of Mike's chest. Yeah. yeah. There's comes out when left. he vapes, you know, the yeah. exhaust. It's burned up forever. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, no, uh, we'll jump into final thoughts. And uh, I think that, Michael, you should start because okay. you were the one that has never seen this film. So. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, um, I mean, not only is it from what I can tell and from what you have, you, uh, Nate, since you're the, the seaman here. So I didn't mean to like take over and go into a history jump. No, I just no, realized I, I wanted that. None of us, none of us have fucking run a sailboat before. Yeah, I, I just, I just so. realized like as I sat down, as I sat down and watched this, I just realized like how much, <laughs> how much I know about this shit. That's good. And how much I've just I've dumped into it, and it's like again, I think it's like I'm not an expert. Please, if you know more than this shit than me, what I said or what I said is complete bullshit comment i don't give a fuck yeah i just know enough of what i know if you think nathan's cool. a good seaman comment as well yeah <laughs> but anyway from from what you think uh, i'm a good swimmer let me know from you know? what i have Ooh. seen of you know what i have seen and what from you what you have confirmed in terms of accuracy accuracy and all that it's it's highly accurate in terms of you know this depiction but it's also wildly entertaining at the same time so like, like i say i mean you guys kept saying oh it's long it's long it's long 
I was never like, Jesus Christ, is this going to be over? I was never like that the entire time. Yeah. Um, and for a two hour and 20 minute film, that's hard to yeah. usually get that. Yeah. yeah. Usually well, when I'm, when I'm like an hour in, I'm like, okay, let's see when this wraps up. But it, yeah, it, it was, it's funny. I thought it was three hours long. And when I pulled it up, I'm like, it's not, why did I think no, it was three well, that's hours? What, that's what you guys Mike, kept saying. I'm like, it's only two fourteen. It my, feels my, like yep. it. That's why, you know, but it, but it's not boring long. It's just, no, it's it just, just feels long. long. Yeah. It's, yeah, just, it's you know. epic. It's epic. Yeah, so much to process. Yep. Um, it's kind of because it's maybe because you're sucked into it so much. You're like, oh mm-hmm. wow, you absorbed it. It feels longer than it is. But. Yeah, but uh, and I'm not a Russell Crowe fan, but like I thought he was really fucking good in this. Definitely his best movie that I've seen. Um, and yeah, I I think uh, I'll probably watch it again. I'll let it uh, you know I'll let it sit for a little bit, but then I'll I'll watch it again here soon. And uh, I'm going to give it a 8.5 out of 10. Yeah. So, like I said, I've watched it before once. This is my second time watching it, and it was just as good as the first time. It was better now that I understand a little bit more. But, like, the conversation was great tonight about it, you know, learning a little bit more about sailing and, like, what's accurate, what's not, and everything seems to be. Here's the thing is the producers, the actors, everybody in here put their fucking time and effort into the details, getting everything as correct as possible. You're never going to get anything 100%. You can't do that. But, like, they really did a good job, I think. And, um, yeah, the acting was great. The Again, like like Mike A said, and like we've said in this whole uh, podcast, is, like, I was never bored. Usually if I, if, if I see, oh, God, it's over two hours, Jesus Christ. But, like, yeah, I'm never bored because it just it flows – there's enough dead time to kind of show, like when uh, Nate, I forgot the word you were using. When there's no wind. Doldrums. Doldrums, right? When people start losing their fucking minds and it's hot and people are whatever. Doldrums is normally the term for like when you have a long period of time where you don't have any wind. It's there's like no right. you run out of gas no in Iowa. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and you're stuck. Yeah. yeah. God forbid. <laughs> so even that, that you know, could be could be boring was not because they showed what was going on with these guys that you were just on a ride with for like, you know, an hour and 15 minutes. And it's like, it's really well done. Um, it's, there's just, it's not overdone. It's, it's not underdone. I think it's just fucking perfect. One of my favorite movies of all time. Um, as far as like the time period that does not get enough attention at all. Um, and it's, you know, the conflicts and yeah, I know it's historical fiction. I get that. But like, um, I'm actually going to go off the fucking rails and give us a fucking 10 out of 10. So highly recommend if you have not seen this, please watch it. It's well worth the time. Yeah. You know, it, it's hard to really add to, uh, our conversation tonight. We really, you know, touched on every aspect of this film, but it's really just amazing. And I really do think that it is one of, if not the best depiction of naval combat uh, by Hollywood ever done. It's just so amazing. And uh, yeah, if you haven't seen it, watch it. Um, If you haven't seen it in a while, go watch it. If you've seen it like last week, go watch it again. Like it's just a really good movie. Very enjoyable. And it's very cool how it's in this very interesting period of time, you know, in the age of sale. Um, so yeah, no, and that being said, I, I actually happen to agree with you, Mike, I'm going to give this a 10 out of 10 because, you know, it's just, uh, so enjoyable and so good and just, you know, 
yeah, it's just very hard. It will never be beaten, I think. You know, it's just the Indiana Jones. It's the Indiana Jones of naval movies. You know, it's Mm -hmm. the Star Wars of of naval movies. It's just, it's really good. And uh, I've yet to meet anybody that doesn't like it. And if they do, they're wrong. So, Nate, uh, I will give it to you, Mr. Seaman. (laughs) Able bodied Um, Seaman. Able bodied Seaman, yeah. This, This film does a fantastic job of everything that I've, I've talked about. Um, again, it's hard to talk about it in a negative light because it nails so many good things. Well, um, I think, you know, there's only a couple things I would say. I just, you know, might be a little bit of Hollywood or might be whatever, but I can forgive it entirely. Um, again, I think, I think it was Brian and might be both says like, there's nothing that can match this in its realm. I, I I'll be very shocked if something does. Um, and again, rewatching it after not seeing it, I think in over two years, I just want to go back and rewatch it like now. Like that's how much I loved watching it, and I just saw it today, and I want to go back and rewatch it again. So uh, I think this is now officially the highest rated film. Uh, I'm going to give it ten. Scream Mel Gibson's out of ten. Uh, it's a pretty loud is, Mel's. This this is a, this is a decibel shattering of Mel's, and uh, I think there's only one other film that I will probably give a ten. But Hyena Road. Is... Yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. In fucking opposite world, <laughs> the fucking other spec, the other fucking parallel that Doctor Strange is in. Yeah, that's when I give it a fucking ten out of ten. I'm Mr. Squidward. I'm Mr. Squidward. <laughs> I'm putting satiated. putting all the scores into the computer that will tell us if we actually will catch up with the French privateer Acreon. We get a score of nine point six out of ten. So, uh. Is this the highest score? Yes. I'm okay with by, that. By point six, the by second point highest, six. The highest is City of Life and Death at nine. Well, not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. So, yeah, this, no, this is a fantastic film. It, it film. really is. I yep, mean, I mean, awesome. no one should. If anyone who, everyone who has seen this before, sh- and should not be surprised. It is literally the only, I think, historical war film that people are begging for a sequel or a prequel and i believe there's a They're prequel in development it, yeah. well it was made to yeah. that it was it was meant to be a series of movies but it uh it didn't do as well as they hoped unfortunately no it bombed in the box office if i remember correctly mm-hmm. um boy man probably because the budget was so fucking massive oh yeah you can get so yeah. good i mean mm-hmm. i mean that's the thing you know it's just well, it was, you know, like, this was a YouTube poll that I put out, and, like, we probably need the answer to it, but, like, everybody that was commenting was, like, Master Commander is a fucking gem, it's fucking beautiful, it's a great piece of art, blah, 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 and, you know, I really want want to hear your guys' opinion on it, and <clears throat> I was like, yeah, this is one that I'm, like, in, I'm looking forward to, and I watched it again today, and it was like, oh, fuck yeah, like, this is where it's at. This is, like, if you're going to make a, a film about war, it doesn't have to be all focused around the action. It can be focused around just the characters, the development, the situations they find themselves in, and this is what you get on a 10, you know, in my opinion. Like this is this is how it should be done with any time period. History or the sorry, the fiction to the history, not mm-hmm. history to the fiction. Correct. Braveheart yep. is history to the fiction. 
Yep. This is fiction to the history, and it's the right way to do it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I I will say, uh, I was looking at some of the uh, ratings, <laughs> and uh, we have been boomer bombed. Good. Um, so Good. it's Fuck it's yeah, it's it's interesting. Um, so if you guys can can pump up a rating, we sure would love that. Uh, it just it helps spread the word around. Uh, leave comments, do whatever you gotta do because we love engaging with you guys. But uh, yeah, it'd be nice to get non boomer bombed because <laughs> it was it was a massive dump <laughs> specifically around vietnam i think that's when we, we oh, start to yeah, get well, boomer dumps you put your dick in a hornet's nest when you talk yeah. about anything like that you know yeah. world war ii on it's like what do you mean? No, vietnam's, no. vietnam's not controversial at all you know <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah, it was one of the most legit wars the u.s has ever fought yeah Bert said as he took his zippo out and said let's do the whole fucking village you know? yeah like <laughs> You got controversial um, in the dictionary. There's a fucking image of the Vietnam War. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. But so. uh, but yeah, just just wanted to to throw out a quick shout for anyone can rate would love it because the feedback is what get lets us know what we are doing right and what we're doing wrong. And yes, we know Teguchi I was wrong. We're we're improving. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, once in a while you got to you got to provide a good dumpster fire for our audience. Yeah. that was funny seeing that comment. Every now and like, then you got to take a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that comment from, I don't remember who it was. He was just like, this was a dumpster fire, and I fucking loved it. (laughs) Right, I I explained it what happened. I was like, I was having an off day that day, and I'm like, usually the boys bring me back together, and I'm like able to be on, you know, on topic, on track. And it was like, everybody was having that fucking day, and I'm like, oh, we're fucked. Nothing nothing says like the Korean War, like fucking panzer tactics, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. What, yeah. That's what Sean said. He's like, by well, the time you're talking about transportation tracks for tanks, I was like, Nathan, what are you? Yeah. 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 yeah I, was, I was. I was close to slamming my desk at that point. Yeah. Anyway. But like, it, what it is what it is. Like. Yeah. So. Thank you guys for uh, joining us for an episode. Can't wait to, uh, you know, be on next week and uh, and you or well, goddamn it, we'll leave you with one question. If you happen to come across a French privateer, would you sink, burn, or take her a prize? <laughs> Until the next time. Uh, be a good seaman. That sounds like a dirty... I'm like, no, I don't like that now. <laughs> it's, it's too late. That's what you're ending the episode with. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a rating. Otherwise, Mel Gibson won't stop screaming. If you like this content, make sure to check out our Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram pages. If you want to directly support our work, make sure to check out our Patreon. All these links are in the description below. Until the next time, Scuttlebutt out.